Welcome back to episode 32 of the All Music Is Good podcast, the podcast that takes a deep dive into four recent releases. We get right in there to try and work out what's great and sometimes not so great about each one. This week we're checking out albums from The War on Drugs, Megan The Stallion, Eli Kessler and IDK. Now, I need to start this introduction with another apology. Actually, let's make it half an apology, Arik, because once again it's been three weeks between drinks for this podcast and perhaps drinks is a good metaphor to use because after Melbourne has achieved the unenviable status of world's longest lockdown city, the quote of the past 18 months, get on the beers, is most apt at this point. The shackles are off and I speak for both of us, I think, when I say we've well and truly put living a life outside of our home bubble just a tiny bit ahead of this exceptionally well-recorded and sometimes, but not often, well-researched and presented music podcast But as the shine of freedom wears off and we realise that, oh shit, some of us still have jobs to work, we now turn ourselves to the fact that some of us even have gigs to play, even if some of those gigs involve completely destroying the intro to songs on Ableton in front of a packed room and having to start the song again. Now, for some of us, you could mount a serious case for spending the past 18 months honing one's craft on the Akai uh, MK2 controller. I mean, I wouldn't make that argument, but some people may. So it's on that note that I welcome my partner in crime in person for the first time after four months to take a deep dive into all things gigs, false starts, and possibly even reviews of music. Can I say a big hello to my episode 32 co-host, Eric Bloom. Eric, welcome. Thank you, Waza. Thank you. Look, at, I'm glad we uh, we got down to business within the first sort of 90 seconds of the podcast. Uh. I mean, we will, we will, we will track that that um, throughout the night that experience shortly. But I, I would like to say I did like the whole shackles are off kind of moment. I feel like maybe do you remember that song early two thousands by a band called Mary Mary uh, called Shackles? No, I don't. Well, all. hopefully we can pop this in in post. But it went. <laughs> Put the shackles off my feet so I can dance and I can dance. Just wanna praise you. Oh yeah. Anyways, that might be well. That might be the answer. Done. For uh, for our emergence out of our shackles, out of our um, yeah, it's it's it, it's really it's really great to sort of be back in business. Well, we've emerged tonight, uh, our guest who we'll introduce shortly to a Cameroonian festival of barbecue. Oh yeah, over the road from the studio. I mean, like I've been fed. I'm just like in such a happy place. Loving tonight. life. Vola <laughs> Foods. Shout out to Vola yeah, Foods. We'll, out let, to Vola Foods. we'll let them know that. Um, they're on this week's pod, and perhaps oh, they could even become future. an unofficial podcast in sponsor future. in the future. But look, was um, you know, you did make mention of of our, you know, I guess uh, live music is back, gigs are back, and yes. that's really really exciting. So what what what, what went wrong, Eric? What went wrong? Well, for uh, for a bit of context, so I had my first show back uh, on f- Thursday night and Friday night. Yes. I was uh, I was playing the Ableton beat pad for an amazing artist named Jackie Toot, who's mm. got an actual track coming out on December 3rd. Check it out. Excellent. And um, for those that, uh, you know, that want a bit of background research on the relationship between myself and Waza, he's, uh, he's often been the Obi-Wan Kenobi to my young Luke Skywalker. You know, mm. I've always, you know, I'm full of passion, mm. but I just need, you know, a little bit of sagely advice as I, you know, traverse the 
the world of music and life in general. And I do have actually some questions about it is car finance later on. <laughs> was so I might shoot that to you. But, Don't do it. Um, so in essence, uh, you know, for, by way of background, um, my first Ableton gig was actually depping for you, Waza, yes. um, for Kylie Oldest. Yes. And um, never have I been so... <laughs> micromanaged <laughs> bullshit that is bullshit all i say is don't fuck it up you were, it was like don't fuck it up and and spend one and, and spend at least three nights a week rehearsing because it's going to be a high pressure gig. But you wanted to do that that wasn't me. and uh, and i sh- and i should note that this does come from was own traumatic past yes. with an ableton fuck up yes. that uh we, yes. we may I can't speak. we I can- may need to talk about <laughs> yes. There was a very famous Music Victoria Awards yeah. in front of uh, a lot of people Just where he pressed everybody. the wrong button. Yep. And that has definitely informed <laughs> informed his uh, fastidious approach to Ableton. So in essence, <laughs> what was really beautiful about Thursday night, which I wasn't aware of, was I was opening for this amazing artist named Tando. And well, I heard the gig was amazing. The gig was amazing. Yeah. And, um, and lo and behold, I look up in the audience and like just before I'm about to play the final track of the gig, I spot Kylie Oldest, Liz Stringer, Ryan Munro and Audrey Pound, <laughs> who are all four previous special guests on our podcast. And incredible uh, musicians as well. Incredible musicians. Mm. And um, obviously the pressure ramps up at that point in time. And <laughs> and I, uh, I, I get the track going and it's one of those tracks whereby um, – it's one of those tracks whereby I actually have to change tempos mid mid song. So the track starts at one forty five, and then I've got to wind down to one thirty eight, and then I've got to wind back up to one forty five oh. before the chorus, which I know you would what? never allow. <laughs> no. You right? know, you can on the new version of Ableton, you can just have tempo changes well, uh, in the song. I should also note that I'm actually using your Ableton login. Oh, right. Still using that. Thanks for that. Actually, that's why I texted you. I've on, upgraded on, two versions since then. That's I why I texted you on Thursday. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, something's not working. Maybe Woz is using it. Anyways, long story short, we're about to do our change into from 138 to 145 and everything was good to go and I pressed all the buttons except one And but oh. then I just had this big panic attack knowing that all our friends were in the audience and I just was like, you know, I, I turned it into a thing. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, are you, we here to party? And people were like, yeah! I was like, DJ, spin that beat again. And, uh, and, and, we, and we got going. So that, that was good. But in essence, I, I, that, that did not pass the uh Yeah, the way the it was told test. to me, it wasn't told to me like that. Oh, so who told you that? Oh, just a couple of people. Okay, I got about four people. <laughs> So look, um, look, I got through that, and uh, and as you'd be proud was, I went home and uh, practiced, practiced, practiced. Awesome for Friday, and we had none of that again. Yeah. So that was a really real bonus. But look, aside from gigs are back, that was great. Um, uh, Tammy's Borex, I oh, went yeah. there this morning, and that was absolutely rammed. They Masks let you in. off. Yep, <laughs> great vibe. Yep. Cash, um, cash, cash now. Or no, cards? no, no, still card. Okay. <laughs> and um, no, no, yeah, I didn't bring cash. And they were they're totally cool. They bring out the machine to me now oh, because right. they know it. they've got this like they've got this great section which is actually like you know it's like one of those kind of bending of the bylaws where you can they said this is a smoking table so I can have my coffee. And a cigarette, which I love in the morning. Yeah. And um and in essence, uh, but and because I'm eating takeaway food, we're good to go. So they just bring out the they bring out the machine. So that was nice. 
So yeah, Tammy's borax. That was that was a good moment. You know, in Oakley, they've banned the smoking in the mall. I've heard more. It's, it's scandalous. People are going berserk. Oh, I, I can imagine. People and, are like yeah, taking sledgehammer to the signs and knocking them down. I think the big test is actually going to be next Sunday the uh, George Combosis uh, oh, Tiffany Lopez yeah. fight, which I'll be actually going to eat more for um, next Sunday they got morning. Big screen up, have they? Oh, I mean, like people yeah. are asking, will they have the big screen up? I'm like. Fucking eating more. Yeah, I don't know. It's it? changed down there, man. There's a rogue element down there. It's, it's oh, really? got a bit weird. Anyway. Are they getting a little bit bougie? It's <laughs> there's unrest. There is unrest. It's like, oh, it's like it's like the austerity measures in, during the GFC. Yes, that's right. The Greek austerity has come to eat more, and they're not happy. That's hectic. Look, um, so yeah, music yeah. is good. Um, Borax are good. I do have an update. I think I talked about planter boxes a few weeks ago. Yeah, no one was interested. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll give you an update. I um, we bought these planter boxes on the internet, and yeah. um, within days of putting soil in them, they've completely Falling buckled. Apart. They've yeah. completely buckled. <laughs> the so, so, the soil to weight ratio. The soil to weight ratio. So I need to. I'm, I'm basically rebuilding the planter boxes this week, which is a bit of a job. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. I'm back in the gym boxing. Yeah, great. Um, good, good. Yeah, which is pretty oh, cool. What's happening? Yeah, it's, it's God, all We should happening. take three weeks off more often. I know. There's so much to talk so, about. So, yeah, boxing's back, and it's actually in a gym now, which is pretty cool. Yep. I've made some new friends. Cubano style? Uh, yeah, so I'm doing the Cuban boxing, but yeah. uh, there's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of – Preston, you know, it's uh, definitely the home of, you know – Australian kickboxing, I'd say. You know? Oh, down so the man. Yeah, they love it down there. So I've met Taz. He's a good kickboxer. Mm-hmm. And Fadi. And, um, Fadi. Yeah, he, yeah, he's also really good. And look, it's just a great vibe down at the gym. We talk a lot about fights and, you know, linear welterweight championships. So that's been a vibe. More interesting than planner boxes, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I think that's about it. Was what about you? That's, what how's your big. amateur sports oh. going post lockdown? <laughs> well, as, as you all know, I came here the euphoria of a well, I call in your, it ro- a, in your royal blue. I call it a smashing. We smashed him. I said on the WhatsApp group as soon as we got out, we smashed the premiership team for the last two years. Really great, but really we won by two points. But really we were ten points up with a minute and a half to go. They just put some stuff in junk time. So yeah, I'm calling it a smashing. And how we, many points? Oh, I think I had a couple of threes and maybe four in the fast break. Okay. Maybe like 14. Yeah, maybe. 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 Only half the team score probably, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, two people are out. Two people are in. Life is good. I'm feeling very ecstatic about that. Um, good vibe down down at, uh, where is it? Hung, uh, Hughesdale's? GSAC. 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 Good yep. vibe down at GSAC. Good vibe. Good vibe. I'm training for the Melbourne Marathon, which I'm doing 10Ks off uh, in the next couple of weeks. Got a gig okay. on this week. Oh, yeah. Where are you playing? Oh, it's a private gig at the Malthouse Theatre. Ah, yes. So that'll be done and dusted uh, by the time we process. Are you, looking, are, you, are you looking forward to, you know? Um, Got the power team back. It's going to be great. Oh, Pogs and on the drums. Oh, it's that. just going to be powerful. Um, I love that. Getty there is G. a good energy. There's a lot of love out there at the moment. Is there? People, yeah, oh, I'm you know, like, like it's a, it's even bigger than it was um, after lo- the last lockdown. And like we're we're fully out now, aren't we? Like there's no masks. There's no, there's there's no, no, we're, we're not going back. Like <laughs> unless uh, unless we get lander. <laughs> I was at kids basketball this morning, and I had the mask on because I'm like I'm in a basketball stadium with yeah, lots of people. Enough. Like you know, there's COVID around, and no one was wearing no, it. No, I'm no. like, fuck that. You're I'm wearing a it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing it. I don't care. Fuck you. Okay, um, but not that I've got that attitude in general, no. but I'm just sort of like, you know, oh, whatever. It's great. Taking no, no, it no, easy. It's, it's a vibe. It's Easily. A vibe. I'm working my way back into 2021. Um, but look, 
just happy to be here tonight. <laughs> happy to see everyone in person. It's very nice. It is nice. Um, and I'm feeling the vibes up, so maybe you continue it, Eric, by introducing tonight's guest. I will introduce tonight's guest. So th- it's a real exciting privilege and an honour to be welcoming to the show Melbourne producer, vocalist and performer, Ijale. Welcome, Ijale. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. That that rousing welcome was was really well. Was rousing. Oh, no, it was rousing. It you was. Wait till you hear it in wait post. You, yeah, wait till your post goes over it. It's going to sound schmick. So just a little bit about uh, Ajale. Uh, well, I guess J- Jerry Agbinya, a.k.a. Ajale, is a Melbourne producer, vocalist and performer. Um, Ajale is a self-contained master of his sound. True. True. Master. A keen music fan and avid creator, he blends a myriad of Afrocentric sounds and Western influences that reflect his Nigerian heritage, his Australian upbringing, and the multifaceted taste of an open-minded listener of the internet age. That is me. That is me. Yeah. Does one have to do a master's in sound to be called a master? Let's say you're a master. No, you just got. You got to live it. You got to go. You know, first down, second down. You've got to get to Here at least six, six stand black belt in audio <laughs> and then you get to a master. Yeah. Um, internet age, out of curiosity, Jerry, um, internet age, I mean, like, I guess we're definitely not of the internet age, mm. right? We're mm. of the... Well, we're pre and post. We're pre and post. Yeah. I remember getting my first email address in 1995. When did you have your... It. Like, how old were you when you got your first email address? Oh, I was like... I was like 11 years old, so okay. that was that was in like 2001. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in there. That's, that's internet yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think I got mine at um, 15, 1995. 90, 90, 98, I think I got mine. I got mine in 95. So a little bit more about Jerry. Um, so just in regards to Jerry's music, these concoctions vary in sound from piece to piece, but are usually punctuated by hints of African percussion, infectious bass lines, and laid electronic textures all of which pay direct homage to the hallmarks of black creativity, including jazz, soul, R&B, and, of course, hip-hop. All the good stuff. All the good, good stuff. stuff. Yes. Jerry, once again, I'm going to just run that applause track one more time, Warza. Thank you so much. Welcome, Jerry. <laughs> it's awesome to have oh. you. We are, we are pumped. Settle we are down. rolling tonight. Settle down, everyone. <laughs> hey, Jerry, so tell us a little bit. Of, I, I understanding, obviously, there's the Ajale project. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a bit about what's going on with that at the moment? Uh, well, I just dropped uh, an 18-track <laughs> Uh, mixtape. Oh shit! Um, like a month and a bit ago. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a lockdown magnum opus. It's called yeah. On to the Next. And okay. I gave him a lecture about maybe saving his powder up, maybe two albums. But you know, so what I've got 18, powder, 18 I've got, tracks. Let's do it. What I've was going powder. on for you in that? Like, I'm gonna go all 18. I don't know. Like, I just I just felt like it was a, a whole holistic piece, and I just was thinking about trying to trim the fat. And not to say there wasn't any fat, but yeah. it, it like you know. Um, it, it, it looked good the way it was. I don't know. I can't explain it. Right. It makes you know? sense. Yeah. It all it all ran together thematically really well. And um, it just tells a story about my last two years. And uh, I think uh, that's what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So was that, did you did you write that all during like lockdown one, lockdown, like from lockdown one to seven? From the very beginning. Yeah. Like there was like maybe two or three tracks that were demos um, that I had just like in the chamber before yep. that. Uh, but most of it was like conceived in uh, in the atrocious isolation that we're oh, now just no that's so of. good like I did absolutely f, f- all in, I think in 18 months. Out, of, out of curiosity just like thinking about the concept of isolation and, and creativity mm. um, like do you live alone or do you did you do you have your family friends like how does like that level of like to get that time and space 
because I guess was that you probably wouldn't have been able to write no. a record because you have <laughs> two kids you're homeschooling and everyone's working from home. Yeah, yeah. So just mm. thinking about the concept of like carving out that time and space to actually make music. How, what was like the kind of home front like for you? Well, I think I was like really blessed in terms of my living conditions. I had just uh, moved back with my folks yep. um, at that point in uh, in Mernda. Shouts out to the dad for uh, letting me. <laughs> Shout out to Mernda. What's the postcode? Mernda's north, right? 3754. 375 represent. 3754. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I was doing that and like I was, you know, uh, still lucky and privileged enough to have a job that I could yep. work from remotely. So uh, I wasn't, you know, stressing about my next meal, which is uh, a, big in a, deal. a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was good. Like, uh, I was, like the space home to kind of do that work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I had to kind of go into a one bedroom situation like before my dad's house huge. Yeah. But, uh, now that he had to work from home, he kind of took one of the, the studios that I was in. Yeah. So I kind of had to get a whole bedroom situation happening, but, um, other than that, it was it was great. Like uh, I was spending time with my dad for the first time in like a decade. Wow, which is, you know, awesome! Yeah, really cool. Um, he's um, he's a he's a mellow, older man. And yeah, yeah. It's chill. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But he's also like he's he's just had um, a baby girl. Um, oh, her awesome. name's Ira, and she's like two years old now. And so I was lucky enough to be there for the first two years of this beautiful yeah, child's life and it's beautiful that's amazing you know um it was it definitely got harder to work as she began to like me more <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so she's like yeah oh. so and is that reflected in the album 100 percent. percent. like you can dead ass hear like just a door slamming open in one of in one of my takes like awesome. that's the best one but she just came in and pretty much like bawled the microphone over <laughs> as i was just about to finish that's something to say yeah oh that's awesome <laughs> that's really interesting i mean you know it's so interesting when you think about like some people really thrived in lockdown and kind of yeah. enjoyed that time and space. Mm. Some people completely didn't thrive and had nothing to do or say. And yeah. it's a, I think it's just an interesting concept when you think about art and, you know, some of the cliches that come with like artistry, which is like, oh, you know, well, we're in lockdown, so we let's go, let's go in inside and try and make our perfect work. And mm. I, I understand a lot of people really struggled with that. Yeah. But at the same time, we've also had some of the best records. Yeah, he is incredible records coming out from, from that time. So, yeah. and is Ajale a record, uh, a live project as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I perform a lot. Um, I was like in the height of um, of things just as as lockdown happened. I'd like just sold out um, my my first gig, and like it wasn't much. That's it was, awesome. Like, you know, yeah. hundred people, but yeah. like, that's a lot. Awesome. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, thousand dollars a ticket it's a real a lot you know yeah, yeah. I, I should have I should have <laughs> you know if you told me about lockdown I probably would have but <laughs> yeah uh, and then everything like completely shut down um, so there was a bit of a halting of momentum there um, which sucked for a bit did you have for a record sure. out like did you have something out recently before lockdown happened yeah I I, I dropped something in 2020 um, as well, we, we were in lockdown then. Yeah, yeah, it's, hard yeah. To know. it's hard to know. Anymore. Yeah, I, I feel like these two years are just one blob. Yep, yep. Um, and where time doesn't really uh, yeah, make sense to me. But yeah, I, I, I just dropped something in uh, 2020, which I was like kicking around a little bit. And we had come out a little bit in that um, in that false start yeah, of yeah. Uh, yep. new June, normal. July, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I snuck a gig in or two then and then everything just like completely dropped off and everybody stopped trying a little bit what's um, the um what's the live band look like what's the um uh, what's it, the lineup? it changes like 
at the moment, like I, I produce everything by myself and I'm like rapping and performing and stuff. So sometimes I'll just go with a DJ yeah. and, um, and you know, perform to a crowd like that. But, um, I've got a, a guitarist friend who is on a lot of my tracks. His name's Kirk Body. He's, um, a good mate of mine. Um, he usually plays guitar with me and I might have like a bassist as well. Yeah. Um, but like bucket dream shit is for me to have a, a live a full band. Yeah. Thing. Yep. Yeah. How, I mean, is that something that like, do you, would you, do you have your kind of, your, your, uh, your dream team in your brain as to like totally. who, who would be in that band? 100%. Yeah. Just like, let's just manifest it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Say it, okay. Man. Let's manifest it. I mean, shit. only without putting you on the, sh- on no, the spot. All right. You know? all right. No, that's cool. That's I reckon cool. connect cool. a guy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make some calls, dude. All right. Make let's some calls. Let's make some calls. Call some names and make it happen. Okay. Well, um, uh, the drummer that we, we actually just spoke about, his name's Shorty. Oh yeah, Shorty. Oh, yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, old friend. Yeah, yeah, he he can definitely uh, come through. He's he's first on the draft pick. Yeah, he's, uh, he, I w- yep, <laughs> legitimately so. He mm-hmm. was playing at Tando's show the other night. Oh yeah, I heard that. He's yeah. he's uh, he's in form. Yeah, yeah, in form. <laughs> yep. I've yeah. never seen him out of it. So, oh man, he's so know. good. Just as some background, I we uh, back in the day, back in the day, mm. I, I uh, Shorty came on tour with my old, very very old band. Um, uh, for his first international tour, and he would have been about eighteen at the time. Wow! It was actually his first time overseas, mm. so we like you know schooled him through like duty <laughs> free. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah, no, c- continue. So yeah, shorty, great drummer. Yeah, completely great drummer. on it. Um, uh, Henry Hicks. Oh yeah, um, bass. Yeah, Horatio nice. Luna. Yeah, yeah, yep. he's amazing. Um, yeah, I just I literally just like to watch him play because he's just like I just feel like he just lo- loses track of everybody who's in the room and just zones out yeah um amazing amazing bassist um for keys it goes up it goes up in the air okay uh, there's, there's a lot you know that yeah there's, there's, there's a heaps. lot there's yeah. a lot um, of options i forget uh oh uh, I'd, I'd probably have to go oh give us three yeah, one, yeah, one of them will come three. Three. Give, us, give us a top three give us three give us two right. give us five um silent J. um yeah. Yeah, he's I don't know, he's just he's got monster. soul. He's got absolute mass, monster. Soul. Absolute monster. Um uh mutual friend of ours, Arik, um uh Z. Uh, Z, Z, good Z music keys player. Z Waco, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was also at the show played on Thursday. He was? Yeah, Thursday and Friday. Nice, nice. Yep, um yep. Yeah, um I forget his name, but he's the um the keys player from thirty seventy. Um, do you know the guy? Oh, I can't. I can always remember because I know Tiaran did it for a while, but when he can't do it, I can't never remember his name. Who's mm. the keys player? Oh, it's um, what's his name? Uh, Alicia's partner. Um, yes. Uh, oh, Finn Reese. Finn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Oh. You should get onto that because I think they're moving. Uh, they're moving next. So, yeah, year. They, they're going to yeah. London Town. Yeah, or, so yeah. or you can just get, get, get Bowers or yeah, Bowers. Yeah, Audrey Pound could even do it. Uh, Taryn's back in town. She could do it. She'd be great. There you go. go. Well, make look, some calls we'll, just, we'll just start tag. <laughs> Let's, we'll make some calls. We'll make some calls. Uh, look, that's awesome. And look, outside of the live gig, of course, uh, a producer in your own right from, for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Has Have you had, a, like, is there anything kind of cooking in the kitchen in so much as um, artists that you've been working with or, or like, work with that are now putting stuff out? Yeah, coming up? definitely. I've I've been like trying to try my hand at different hats and stuff lately. Yep. I've, I've I just um I finished up a podcast at the start of the year that I'm hoping is going to have a second season. Oh, cool. Um, your own? It's like it's a dramatic dramedy, a dramatic comedy. I guess you can call yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> comedy. That's right. It's very good. It's it's called it's called the Private Affairs Podcast, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Christine, wrote the whole thing, and it actually got um 
nominated for the best non-fiction podcast this year. At the oh, incredible. Get awards. onto the fucking awards <laughs> shit, man. Hey, man, we're charting. That's all I care about. I don't care about awards. We don't <laughs> oh. care about that, Eric. We yeah. care about... That's huge. Recognition. So real non-fiction. people. Recognition is nice. So no, we non- do need non-fiction. that. Say that again. Non-fiction. It's non-fiction drama podcast. Non-fiction it? drama. So it's almost like a radio lab kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, incredible. So what, is it, what is it sort of tracking on? Like, what's um, the kind of themes? It it follows it follows uh, this lead uh, female character who I guess is loosely based on um, Christine, uh, the creator, and her uh-huh. misadventures in the uh, I guess bilingual and multicultural dating sphere that we find ourselves awesome. in Australia. Yeah, it's cool. And it's great. It's really good. Um, so I did that, and I'm doing. I did a bit of um, short film scoring as well. Great. Um, and then obviously the who was that for? Track. Um, Atong Atem. Yep. Um, she just came out with this uh, uh, short film called Banksia. Yep. Really great. I know the one. Yeah. Oh, have you watched it? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it, it's going on SBS. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, um, the live screening of it um, got messed up because of COVID. Oh, uh, so right. Is that going to be? That was meant to be at MIF, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's cool. We'll talk later. Mm. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> I got things in the pipelines. Oh, we're in the presence of podcasting royalty tonight, Eric. I mean, just, you should have warned me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's game. huge. So, so what was the kind of tip on that? Um, um, actually, uh, like, was it sort of beats, or was it sort of soundscape, or it was it was a bit um, between those both worlds. I think uh, she had already had the visuals kind of all done yep. and dusted, and so she came to me and just asked me to score to what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I, was that your first crack at that sort of stuff? You've been doing that a while? Second or, or third, yeah. It was like one, one of my first main ones. And yeah. um, it came together really fast because the turnaround was fast. But um, it all came together really sick and she was really happy with it. And yeah, um, all in all, like it was one of the best projects I've done in a long time. Talk yeah. me through like, I mean, there's a, it's, I mean, it is different, right? Like the way to approach like being critiqued by, say, a musician in a studio environment yeah. as opposed to a film director. How did that play out? Because I'm in my, like, and I can only talk from my experience, but like when I've done scores, like it's a very, very kind of eth- like esoteric, ethereal mm. critique that's about vibes and feelings as opposed to bar, bar 25, the bass part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did that feel? Um, I think with this short film in particular, uh, we got onto a, a wavelength that there, there wasn't um, a lot of, a lot of feedback involved which is not the case in a lot of other things that i've done like not at all like i think she was just like oh i want i want it to stop here and i want it to get more intense here (laughs) uh things like that and but everything else you do what you want everything else yeah yeah, it was it was was, i'm not sure if she was pressed by the time frame but she's like yeah that's sick but she seemed to you know like the decisions i was making which was which was cool and i'm amazing like i'm working on one at the um at the moment and it's very different like um, she gave me a bunch of different references and I, you know, tried to be as as adhering to those references as possible. But then I was apparently too close to the references. Yeah, sure. So I had to kind of start again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so that, but isn't that an interesting critique? Yeah. Is, Make know, it like this, but not like this. Make it like... Well, it's, it's, it's really tricky when you get references exactly. because yeah. I don't know about you, but like, do you take the kind of vibe reference or do you take the rhythm reference or do you take the tempo reference? It's mm. Very, very, can be often very, very confusing. Yes. I guess when you get a reference, you almost have to do it. Tw- you, you kind of do always have to do it twice, yeah, right? Like definitely. you got to do it. One's close to the reference, and one, one is just one uh, out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. totally it. 
That's cool. That I mean, that's a. I mean, it's a cool kind of pivot from say like being a performing artist, right? Like, yeah. And you know where where you're. So, I mean, you're you become such a uh, a background figure and a and mm. a, and an enabler of art as opposed to the front person of the art. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's what. But that's what me and Waz were just talking about when we were getting dinner. Like, I I think I in terms of like my career, I would. That's where I would rather be. Yeah. Sure. I think, I yeah. think um, I want to. Yeah. I want to be orchestrating and uh, mm. and and putting um the pieces together rather than being what the piece mm, mm, if that mm, makes mm, sense mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. yeah that's cool mm. that's amazing it's amazing any questions was uh no i don't think so i think we covered it all while we had dinner actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well hey look jerry it's so great to have you on the on the show and um you know yeah we're just absolutely thrilled to for, to have your your ear across all these releases this week, and I'm sure we're going to get down to business. So good to a, be here with a couple of cool, yeah. uh, cool reviews. So we might now click in to our Instagram like of the week. Now I should make mention that this is the f- where we're really mixing things up tonight. Um, Waza made a suggestion that you know what? Why don't why don't I? Do as Arik do the Instagram like the week, and was going to do the unofficial podcast sponsor, which is uh, it's going to be hectic. Oh, <laughs> I'm nervous. So in essence, each week on the All Music is Good podcast. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do it? Was yeah, I'll do it. Right. And then you I'll throw it. You, you, do it. you do it. You do it. You do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to do the Instagram like of the week, and the Instagram like of the week is a segment that celebrates a new episode we've come across between episodes. And each week, I invite my co-host and this week's celebrity guest, Jerry. To guess who or what this mystery count may be. Okay. And as we like to reiterate each episode, we aren't about the thrills of a cheap like. It's more about honouring others with an all music is good like on their account. Mm. So there's only a small group of 31, soon to become 32 32. people, who have received this honour. And in our last episode, we welcomed Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan to the group. And this week, as Arik said, we're going to flip it up. So my esteemed co-host is bringing his own brand of obtuse guess who work to the table. So without further ado, Eric, could you hit us with some clues? Okay, so Jerry, just so you know, what we're going to do is mm-hmm. I'm going to read out a clue and then you guys take a stab at who this Instagram like of the week is. Okay. So who who is it that we've started to follow? So I've got, tonight I've got uh, four clues. Mm. So hopefully Waza, that, uh, that, that hits the mark. I'm really nervous because I just feel like I'm better <laughs> giving the clues. But anyway. Yeah, okay, here we go. So I'm going to start with clue number one. And, of course, at any point in time, you can just jump in and just take a crack at who is the Instagram like of the week. And Waza, I wasn't sure, but I'm going to do this in first person. <laughs> I just don't like where this is this going. This is an interesting segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> okay, so here we go. If you like this one, I'd like to hear the next one. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you did it in third person or first person. So I've just, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm doing it in first person. Okay. Okay. I, w- I was born <laughs> in Lansing, Michigan, yes. on April tenth, nineteen fifty-two. My mother was a medical technician and my father was a high school mathematics teacher. Mm. 1952. Okay. I attended Buena Park High School in Buena Park, California. Okay. And Fullerton College between 1970 and 1971. Oh, so Fullerton's where they made uh, Fender. 
Is that, is that right? That's where the fender well, comes from. We, we might see a little bit more of that later, actually. Interesting. As a teen, I spent much time in my garage listening to loud rock music. Mm. So that's clue number one. Oh, God, that's a big clue. Yeah. Like okay, yeah, good. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. All right. Oh, you're an interesting person. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm enigmatic, storied. You, you, you've much, much travelled ah. at a young age. Ah, well, shall I move to clue number two? Uh, okay, please? yeah, please do. So I moved to Japan at some point. Okay. Between 1971 and 1973. Mm-hmm. By 1974, I'd returned to California. That year, I met Miyako Fujitani, a second-degree black belt and daughter of an Osaka Aikido master who had come to Los Angeles to teach Aikido. You're loving this, aren't you? <laughs> You're I, loving yeah. doing this. When Miyako yeah. returned to Osaka, I went with her. The following mm. year, we married and had a son, Kentoro, and a daughter, mm. Ayaka. I'm continuing on with my clue. I taught at the school owned by Miyako's family, though I'm often stated to have been the first non-Asian to open a dojo in Japan. Wow, that's massive. Wow. 952, it's not like Chuck Norris or something like that. It's not Chuck Norris. Okay. Shall we continue? Yes, we shall. Okay, 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 okay. Joe, do you want to have a go? I have no earthly idea, but I'm waiting for the third. I feel okay, like... Okay, yeah. here we go. This is where it gets really interesting. Uh, when you when you're actually like guessing, the music really sort of like yeah, it does puts you on edge. And <laughs> it does put you on edge. <laughs> sort of a bit peppy, but not in a good way. Peppy. Yeah. Okay, I play the guitar, and my extensive collection are guitars previously owned by BB King, Bo Diddley, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, and Jimi Hendrix. I also have an extensive sword collection and at one time had a custom gun made for me once a month. Once a once month? month? Wow. Yes. Wow. Shall I continue? Yeah. In 2005, <laughs> I released my first album, oh Songs God. from the Crystal Cave, which, had, which is a mix of pop, world, country and blues music. It features duets with Tony Rebel, Lieutenant Stitchy, Lady Store and oh. Stevie Wonder. This is starting to come to me now. Mm. My oh. second album, titled Mojo Priest, was released in April 2006. Subsequently, I spent the summer of 2006 touring the United States and Europe with my band Thunderbox in support of the album. Oh my goodness. Oh. The album parts and the collabs are... Twigging something, okay, but I'm just okay. not. Is this someone? Like, have you gone really obscure with this, or this is someone it's up really? To you. I mean, yeah, okay, sounds, so. by the sounds of it, yes. Yeah. All Sh- these, all these bit, bits are like just like feel like classic Mister X, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's a big part of oh. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give us the last no, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two more, but oh, let's go this one. Wow, that's a big I hosted. I hosted Saturday Night Live as a guest in 1991, which aired as the 18th episode of the 16th season. The series' longtime producer, Lorne Michaels, and cast members David Spade and Tim Meadows regarded me as the show's worst ever host. (laughs) Spade and Meadows cited my humorlessness, my ill treatment of the show's cast and writers, (laughs) and my refusal to do a Hans and Franz sketch because that skit's title characters stated that they could beat me up. (laughs) We've had Steven Seagal already, haven't we? I got it. Okay. You Steven got Seagal. it. No oh. way. Steven Seagal. <laughs> there you go. How wow. did you do that? I just 
yeah, the music, yeah. And the it story, is yeah, Steven yeah. Seagal, good, wow. good call, Waza. Wow. And for the final clue, of course, I am the movie star who starred in Out for Justice, Above the Law, Marked for Death, Hard to Kill, Under Siege 1 and Under Siege, Siege 2. 2. Oh, my we welcome to the podcast Stevenson. the one and only Aikido master slash axe-wielding um, maniac, maniac, yes. Steven Seagal. We get well done. Woo, well done, yes, Eric. Yes, Very yes, nice. Guys, we yeah. who that was. Was that Worth all right? Well, sort of, because we all we already had Jean Claude Van Damme like three episodes ago. So, so like you know, it's remember. Hey, hey, hey! I didn't shit on you when you went Thai Prime Minister. Yeah, and taxi then, and then <laughs> Angela Merkel, yeah, and no. then oh, no, Imran, Imran Khan. Khan. Oh, no, and then, you know, no, no. you're showing your colours. That's there. true. That's true. Um, but wasn't there a story that Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal were going to get in a fight, and then Steven Seagal backed down, and he was too scared? Oh no, I, I, I'm sorry, but is it the opposite? I, I think it would have been the opposite. Really? I mean, like Jean Claude Van Damme is actually a ballet trained. He's a dancer that went into action movies. Mm. Steven Seagal yeah, he is trained like under an Bruce Aikido Lee. master. Yeah, but Chuck Norris oh, trained under Bruce. They started John Cord, didn't he? I think so. I'm pretty sure he did. Really? Yeah. We'll have to look that up. Well, I think it was part of my clues. Just go back and listen to episode <laughs> All right. two episodes. <laughs> All right. Maybe you can put that in in post. <laughs> I think I might actually <laughs> <laughs> just like, put some big reverb and delay on it. The ghost of Warren Hunter. <laughs> The ghost of episode 30. <laughs> well, well done, Eric. Thanks, that was, was very good. I really enjoyed that. The That's clues were yeah. very well Thanks, researched. Jerry. Well done. Um, look, welcome to um, the All Misses Good, the number th- the 32nd edition yes. to our Instagram Hall of Fame. Uh, we will take a quick break and we will be back with the first album of the week. This goes out to all y'all tuned in, the hotties, the what secret hotties, all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Talk about some y'all like, stop talking about me. Since y'all hate a bitch so much, the weight broke, bitches coming for me, know it gotta be free. But I get paid when I show up. Press, stress, obsess, I got him. Everything I do, keep another bitch talking. Watching my back, could he dudes be stalking? Watching my pet, got he broke, whole starving. Damn, you hoes hate me. Riding dick so hard, having babies. Y'all bitches so ugh, stop it. Making everything but a deposit, yeah. Killing bitches, send them to the gulag. Hot girl shit, never let them cool off. Make them do what I say, he my voodoo dog. Back shots, balcony, we don't care who's First album we have for the week is Megan Thee Stallion's Something for the Hotties. Um, she's the rapper. Megan Thee Stallion's sexually charged lyrics and non-stop confidence meet with a pop sheen that consistently delivers commercial hits. The rapper found local success shortly, shortly after she began performing in 2016 and the rest of the world caught on shortly thereafter. Several one-off tracks led to 2017's Make It Hot mixtape and 2018's follow-up project Tina Snow after she and Namani contributed the track Diamond to the 2020 superhero film Birds of Prey. She landed a pair of number one hits, first the Beyonce featuring remix of her own track Savage and then her feature on Cardi B's WAP, one of the biggest and most talked about singles of 2020. Her first studio album, Good News, was released in November of 2020 and debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 charts. And the next year, Megan released Something for the Hotties, a compilation of freestyles and unreleased materials aimed at her devoted and ever-growing fan base. So, born Megan Pate, is it? Or Petty? I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I feel like that's really, really uh, a 
I feel like that's a... It's like a stage name, doesn't too, it? Too simple a name for someone like her. Yeah. But, you know. Um, so she's born in 1995. God, so young. And raised in Houston. We're just talking about our first email addresses. Born <laughs> 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 in the same year that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was got, got his email address. Yeah. Yahoo, yeah, email address. <laughs> uh, raised in Houston, Texas. She grew up the daughter of a rapper, Hollywood, a.k.a. Holly Thomas um, was listening to Southern rap staples like 3-6 Mafia and Pimp C from a young age. She's writing her own raps by age 14, but didn't make serious moves until she posted a series of video clips on a social media um, a few years later. Um, her first official single came with 2016's Like a Stallion, and her presence on the Houston rap circuit was solidified by decimating all opponents in local freestyle competitions. You can feel that. Um... Sexually explicit lyrics and effortless flows become signatures of a sound. And after the less widely distributed 2016 mixtape, she released singles Pull Up Late and Starry. God, I could go on for ages. There's so much <laughs> stuff here. Um, uh, let me go to the remix bit. Uh, after a wealth of EPs, mixtapes and charting singles, debut studio album Good News finally arrived in November 2020. The album was a star-studded celebration of sex, wealth and power featuring cameos from Scissor, uh, City Girls, Popcan, Little Dirk, uh, and many others, as well as a remix of Savage, which we talked about. Uh, so Something for the Hotties was released, a compilation made up primarily of freestyles and some unreleased songs from the archives. Uh, the collection also included Thought Shit, which we're listening to in the background now, as well as several other new skits and interludes featuring Juicy J. Uh, so it was released as a gesture of gratitude for her fan base, and the album reached number five on the charts. Charts, billboard. Oh, all of them, mate. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, all of the charts. All the charts. Um, neoclassical, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's why it showed up on my feed. That's why I recommended yeah. it. <laughs> nice. Um, look, so i got to be honest. I wasn't particularly that keen to listen to this album. Like, like she has the feature on WAP from last year. Is it last I mean, year now? I mean, that is such a banger. Yeah. Like, I would, like. You know, I was ne- not a massive fan of the are song. You, are you about to go full Ben Shapiro on us? And look, straight up, I, I actually didn't think this album was going to be in my wheelhouse. But look, we both know that's never the right attitude. That's right. To have when reviewing albums. And true to form, this LP burst out of the gates with like this old school, which we listened to first, burst out with this old school 808 Miami vibe of like a two live crew. Oh, like Run DMC almost. Uh, mm. And I was like, okay, like this, I was not expecting this. Now, I'm, I'm going to satisfy Kumar Shome's expectations of how I review albums, first of all, and I'm going to take care of production. Go first, for it. Because this album sounds awesome. Mm. Like, it's super dry. Yes. Like, the kick is tight. Like, mm. the low end in general, like, is tight and punchy. Like, super punchy. And, I, and the production is minimal. So... Like, and the bass, I'm loving the bass in this. Like, is it a Model yeah. D, do you reckon? Like, is it a Moog bass? Like, through the thing, it's got that sort of really Moogy sort of sound. It sounds great. Right. On, on Thought Shit in particular, like, that bass just is inhabiting such a, like, nice space in the stereo feels. Like, just feels warm in my ears. Yeah, like, it's yeah, 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 beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, like, I just, in general, I liked how the whole thing sounded. I liked how the whole album sounded. And, like, we progressed into the album, and it sort of started to strike me that, without really noticing it, like, then it hit me like a sledgehammer. Like, she's fully legit, this mm. girl. Like, 
there's no auto tune on any of this stuff, right? It's like just her just rap like, music, yeah. spitting it, right? And it's like it's, but it's weird to say that, like yeah. you know, like in the, like it makes a big difference though to the listening experience. I think like Definitely. when you're not hearing that auto tune coming through, and like it just it just fully just smashed. I me. mean, are there other rappers that you could put in this category of not like <laughs> overly processing? Oh, like I mean, like I mean, yeah, heaps, heaps of them. But like more, I'm talking that this modern day rap. I, I guess we can talk about you know the, when the Nas album didn't have it, none of the Run the Jewels stuff had it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like Sims. it's Little Sims, like you yeah. know, all that sort of stuff is the stuff that we've liked. But yeah, yeah as soon as that sort of heavy duty auto tune comes on, I just it's not for me. Okay. Um, anyway, I just thought it yeah made it listen. It, it was listening really well. Uh. So she's she's so great at her craft. Like her flow is like on point. Like the cadence is great. Laser sharp. Like and her voice just cuts through on the mix. Like and it sits right on top. And like it, it, she's owning it. Mm. Um, like so. Okay, so lyrically, like to be honest, like like having a whole album of like hypersexualized lyrics to me got a bit boring. Mm. Um, and I get it. Like, but this is this is the market, and and I think we discussed. On an early episode, what was that other album that we listened to that was hypersexualized as well? Was it Ariana Grande one? Ariana Grande, and that like you know, and um, you know, as as a dad with kids, like I look at this album with like two different hats on. So like, you know, on one hand, the songs are banging, like yeah. literally banging, you know, but on the other hand, you know, you know, I, I think that you know they're on purpose over the top. You know, it's completely yeah. over the top and on purpose, but you know, normalizing it makes me sort of pause sometimes and wonder, you know, where she's putting gender equality, you know, sure, pushing sure. it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, like maybe you can say it's like her taking charge of like her sexuality. I don't know. Like it's a bit of a minefield for me, like especially with younger kids. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of wonder like whether it just becomes more overt and apparent because perhaps it's very rare for female artists to be overtly sexual. Perhaps other, like if, it, if like... I'm just trying to think of like overtly sexual male artists, um, like in, in a hip hop sense. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I maybe my ears aren't onto it, like but all of them, all of them, yeah, right? all of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. of them, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, even like as we go to the IDK mm. thing later, yeah. which is like full of like I guess you know relationship tales and sex tales. It would be interesting to see how we deem it through the lens of like a bunch of men listening to that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm not personally sexual. like you know don't have a big issue no with i get it, it but um yeah, like just the normalizing of it just i don't know like it just feels a bit sometimes just the back of my head i just sort of wonder about it anyway um as everyone knows who listens to this podcast like the thing i inevitably come back to is vibe yeah and mm-hmm. this album has bag loads of vibe and attitude um She's like spit on thought shit. She's just spitting it out. It's like full fire. Mm. And to be honest, there's probably at least half a dozen bangers on this album. And if I was at the club and this album came on, I'd be fully like, hundred percent. I'd be into it, and I and I'd be into it, wishing I could dance properly and didn't <laughs> have to worry about damaging my hamstrings on the dance floor and like getting stanked up to these bangers. Like after listening <laughs> to it, like. Like I, I, I just got so much to live crew from like Miami. What did you, what did you like, think about the tempo? I loved it. I love up tempo. Because it was just mm. that's, up that's, tempo from like, start to from, finish, like, yeah. wasn't it? Like I, I went back and listened to the 87, 89, to live crew, me so horny and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah. that full 80, that up tempo, like Miami yeah. 808 stuff. Like it's yeah. really well, that, there's a lot of similarities. The MC light. Did it kind of have those? Yeah, kinds yeah, hundred percent. She overtones. She, she has that. Sometimes she comes with that old school cadences as well. That like mm. that you don't. 
um, really seeing a lot of people rapping. Yeah, right totally. now. I, I thought there was a real natural progression from old school to, to like her it, with and this. And it didn't yeah. have all the like twenty twenty one triplets. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't have that. Yeah, no. well, that's because they're so like, up tempo. You yeah, can't put in those. Yeah, yeah, very true. So like. Bangers with bucket loads of vibes. I think that's my catch cry for 2021. Like, okay. vibe and bangers. Bangers vibe. with attitude. I don't know. Like, All something right. like that. She has it. Yeah. Like, and 100%. is but is it an album's album? Like, it's not, like, you know, she's released it as a whole bunch of outtakes. Yeah. And, God, this is a pretty serious outtake. This yeah, is this sure. is awesome. It's probably not an album album, but I really liked it. And before I put it on, I was thinking two out of ten, but now I'm just thinking, like, I... I was listening Going to the car on the way over. Mm. Um, I'm just loving it. Loved it. Yeah. What about you, Jerry? What would you think? Uh, I was going in it, into it with, I guess, maybe similar sentiments as to you, was I? Like, yeah. um, I've listened to a lot of um, Megan Thee Stallion before, uh, before coming into this album. So I, I know what she's about. I know um, her skills and everything like that. But I've, I kind of dropped off in following her, I guess. Um, but coming back into this, I was really, really impressed by how high fidelity everything sounded like. Yeah. You know, for, for throwaways, yeah. Like, yeah. banging, banging. I mean, like, compare that to the Pop Smoke record, for example, which yeah. is just like... Oh, shambles. You know, disaster. Shambles. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean? I, I wish it wasn't, but it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, right. I wonder if it was because it's so minimal that they didn't have a lot to play with. Mm. Just lyrics dr- over, like, drums and bass. I'm and a little bit of 808. Maybe they... they didn't have much, so they just fidelityed it up with I what think, they had. I th- that's true, I, and, and I think it uh, it begs to mention that you know they were taking all of these Houston, Texas influences from Three Six Mafia and stuff that yep. were really, um, I guess, like stripped back in terms of how they 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 took samples from other like mixtape era um, little bits from Houston and, and from Atlanta, and I think they just rendered it really well, like. Um, all of the the samples that they put in there and the the tempos and stuff like it was super reminiscent of her um, upbringing and her heritage yep. and just but modern in a way that was fucking sick like yeah none. it was full party wasn't yeah, it yeah it was nonstop go um, can I ask both of you like what time of the did you listen to it in, like in morning night like what was the context by which you listened I listened in the I listened twice I listened. We uh, once, yeah, I listened at uh, like uh, around eleven ish in the morning. I was driving uh, on a freeway, and that let, helped me open things up a little bit on uh, on the roads. Um, and then I listened to it like yeah, like four or five in the in, in the evening. Um, yep. Just on speaker, I'm um, just on headphones. Sorry. Okay. And yeah, the headphone experience was so gratifying. Just yeah, her voice is crazy and yeah. crazy. Like I love like there's there's not many rappers that I would actually like to listen to spit continuously like yeah. that. Yeah, like, and very elo- like very like uh, I don't know eloquence the wrong word, but you can make sense of the words. Mm. Like it's not like always garble. Yeah, no, mm. she, she she's legitimately uh, a seriously incredible vocalist, L- lyricist. She's like laser sharp with her delivery and her cadence, and but she can also like kind of switch out. And come with different styles and uh, and and vibes. Like she can come really, really direct, but then she can pair it back and be quite like, um, I don't know, um, smooth with it at, yeah. at, at times as well. So sick. Yeah. yeah, she's grown up in the tradition as well, with her dad being a 100%, MC. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's That's probably so a lot cool. to be said to that. Mm. 
I mean, that would be the first. Would that be like the first generation where like your parents are like dope MCs and yeah. come up? Well, it's like mm. the jazz cats now. I mean, we talked about it before jazz cats growing up on hip hop. You know, like yeah, you know yeah. the, the whole mishmash and fusion of styles leading to you know all these new directions in jazz and not even new directions in jazz, but jazz players playing hip hop and jazz players playing whatever, any, yeah. anything. It's just it's so good. Like it's it's such a good time for for music. I think. 100%. Um, what were your favorite songs? My favorite songs. Um, Oh, what were they called? I've there was one freestyle here. in the middle. Let me let me let me check. Oh, here we go. Let's bring it up. Let's all bring it up. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I think I had about six tracks. Um, I loved the um the Southside Forever for freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved uh <laughs> these names. I loved Eat It. Yep. <laughs> was, that was a really sick track. Kitty Cat was dope. Um, I th- the the hook on that was really really infectious and and I hadn't listened to Thought Shit in a long time after after the initial single single came out a while. Yeah, that ago. was the single, wasn't it? But listening to it in succession, oh, with this it. Yeah, reinvigorated the song for me in a way. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Isn't that interesting that it's track twenty? Yeah, I know. Well, maybe that was the whole thing. Listen to all of it. Listen to the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I've, interesting. I've got hearts on all of it and warning. And, uh, Warning's Tony's great, yeah. Oh, it's just so much good stuff on here. Mm. Um, yeah, Arik. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I listened to this at like quarter to 8 a.m. Mm. Whilst shaving. Oh, that would have got you going. <laughs> definitely, definitely got me going. You take my, off the um, shirt and just sort of thought, I'm I did, just I was in a lot of dusting of the hair yeah. off my chest. Um, and look, you know, I mean, like, I, like, I think it, like, the, the contextually, like, you know, I put this on, you know, my partner's still in bed. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're the next I'm, Gillette. I'm, you know, I've got my fucking electric razor. <laughs> yeah, it's all happening. That's right. And, and, you know, she comes out. It's now like eight in the morning. And she's like, <laughs> what are we listening to, dude? Can we turn this down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it really kind of contextualized. It's like for me, it wasn't an 8 a.m. listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like a. It's not like leading a, to domestic For your morning bliss. coffee moment. Yeah. yeah. But that said, like, I mean. I think for me, this is like a workout album. Like this mm. is like you got to be moving to be feeling this because 100%. it's just re- it's such a relentless tempo and it's almost like uh, hyperactive. You know what I mean? Like they they're fast songs and they're literally fast songs from track one to track twenty one. I think like that was the great thing relentless. about it though, because mm. there's not a lot like at these tempos anymore, are yeah, there? Yeah. I, I don't I mean, you know more better than I would, but. Yeah. I just don't hear this sort of intensity at this this BPM. Mm. It's so fast, um, and I think um, like the, I don't know for me that's not something I I just don't get down with that speed. Um, mm. It just I think I, it makes me nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, really. So let me, yeah. yeah, like I just I don't like fast music. <laughs> I, I like I can really I could probably say that. Um, oh, we're, we're finally getting finally to the crack, crux yeah, of it. I mean, yeah, yeah you can, you finally I don't like it. fast music. Look, I'll tell you this, you know, back in my like go to Psytrance party days, yeah, yeah. like I had to exit All right. from 3am to 6am yeah, yeah. and just go somewhere. I had to go away from the dance floor because yeah. the tempos were too fast right. and then I'd come back. And they come down. You come down at the after party at two o'clock the I'd next come, day. I'd, I'd come in. I'd come in at six a.m. when it got heavy and slow. And that's usually when Benza would be uh, would be DJing. Oh right. Okay. So anyways. Yeah. Right. Shout out to um another 
uh, almost as good co-host. But look, favourite songs for me were Freak End, track 16, and, uh, and Pipe Up. And I just think, you know, and I guess interestingly, I also heard my, like, Megan This Stone was like a, a soundtrack of like Lockdown um, 1, not necessarily this album, but lock, like Megan This Stone was, in Lockdown 1, my partner was like doing these morning workouts. Mm. And it was always popping with Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, like, yeah. It was so just, it, have you listened energy. to the last album? Do, are you into the debut to, album? Um, good news. Quick yeah, right. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I reckon it was really sick. Um, uh, I think the song on that called Captain Hook on my on my workout playlist. Like, just it's it's fire, and it's it's a, a similar thing. Like, you just she just goes, and you just let her go. And yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it it keeps you up on that intensity, and it's really good for yeah, yeah. high intensity uh, activity, yeah, exercise, T, or T25. dancing, or whatever. T forty five, T forty five, T forty five. Yeah, we could get uh, what's his name again? Danny Sean T. Oh, Sean T. Yeah, get Sean T. Across it. Yeah. Um. So look, um, I reckon. Yeah, I like. I think for me, you know, it's twenty one tracks of that, mm. and I don't know. And I think that the interesting thing is, I mean, you just dropped an eighteen-track record. Um, <laughs> IDK, the deluxe version, had a th- was a thirty-four-track record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we'll get to that. This is a twenty-one-track record. Like, <laughs> like there's something's going on in twenty twenty-one where people are like, you know, just put it out there. Yeah, they're Count not just going there. twelve mm-hmm. songs. It's like we're going in. Um, I reckon I could have, I could have, st- I could have tapped out at twelve. I wonder on this album. Yeah, on, I'd say. Like, I, I just don't mm. know why. Like. How much more is there to express? Because, like the you know, the themes yeah. of it seemed quite on one tip, right? Yeah, yeah. you're um, not you're not going to subscribe to my vibe and bangers sort of theory. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just about vibe and bangers. But look, I don't know. I like I, I kind of was like, yep, this is cool. I reckon it's kind of like I'll I'll listen to like three or four of the tracks. I don't have to like I don't have to like go through twenty one tracks of Megan the mm. Stallion mm. over and over again like no. I do with other records. Well, you also got to take into consideration, yeah, it is an outtakes album. It's not sure. an album album, yep, and you yep. picked this album to review, so you probably should take that <laughs> <laughs> further consideration. Thanks, was <laughs> so. Um, thank you, and why don't we now go to our um, yeah our oh well, uh, me yes yeah thank you so it's, i'm well, a bit confused in the spirit of flipping it up <laughs> okay so look each week on the all music is a good podcast we have an unofficial podcast sponsor and the unofficial podcast sponsor is like a company business concept theme that we would just want to kind of celebrate they've had actually no material impact on the podcast <laughs> they've haven't contributed anything but we do like to acknowledge our unofficial sponsors because they've contributed to our life and our life force um, and look, as we've mentioned earlier this week, we are, um, we are, sh- we are f- sh- flipping things around and, uh, and Waza yes. is going to be doing the All Music Is Good unofficial podcast sponsor for the week. All right. Thank you, Eric. So it's with great pleasure and a certain bit of nostalgia that I announced that this week's unofficial All Music Is Good podcast sponsor is... The Kahuna Golf Club and Lawn Bowls Club in my hometown of Kahuna. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, thank love you. That. Oh, yeah. Now, like I, I should point out, I didn't talk about it earlier in the show, but uh, I went home this week for the first time in two years, which is. Uh, oh, that's why you can come this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let me take you through this, guys. Like the Kahuna Golf and Lawn Bowls Club is located in the Loddon Murray region of Victoria, Australia. Mm. 
It's the home course of Australian professional golfer Stuart Appleby. The Kahuna Golf and Not Bowls. Not to be mixed with Robert Allenby. No, no. They're, 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 they were both around at the same time, but I think Stuart's probably more famous on the US circuit. Okay. One more tournament. Mm. Anyway, the um, the Kahuna Golf and Bowls Club has been magically carved out of the Gumbau State Forest along the banks of the Gumbau Creek, a major tributary of the Murray River in northern Victoria. Originally sand, the Murray River Golf Course at Kahuna was transformed to grass greens in the 70s. Well-treed. The course comprises of 18 manicured holes uniquely situated on Australia's largest inland island, Kangaroos and Murray Rivers. Oh, I shouldn't talk about the largest inland island. It runs 40 kilometres from Gumbau to Kundruk. On the Murray? It's 40 kilometres um, long and 5 kilometres wide. Um, so the Gumbau Creek's on one side and the Murray River's on the other side. So it's wow. just you cross the bridge and you're on this massive Australia's largest inland island. Mm. Anyway... Kangaroos and Murray River bird life share these renowned fairways among the tall red gum and box forest trees. A social golfer's heaven, Kahuna's plenty to offer. Accommodation, attractions, recreation. They do say shopping. I I would debate that. Um, But it's only three hours drive from Melbourne. Um, The clubhouse with its views of the first tee and bowls rinks is close to the picturesque town of Kahuna. Uh, Major regional centres of Karang and Chuk and Swan Hill within one hour by road. And if you're a social golfer who likes to travel and play Murray River golf courses, then Kahuna is a must-play destination. Wow. The golf course is one of the best golf courses you'll find anywhere on the Murray River, central to the well-known Rich River and Murray Downs Resorts at Swan Hill. A hidden wonder and golf sanctuary, a true forest golf course. You'll find this golf experience on the Murray is like no other. Stuart Appleby had this to say, Eric. Oh, here we go. If I only had one round of golf to play for the rest of my life, it would be at Kahuna. Wow. Wow. But wait, there is more. (laughs) Kahuna Golf Club now welcomes fully self-contained caravans or mobile homes to come and stay for free at the golf club. Become a social member for $10 per van and you can play as much golf as you like for $25 a day. All right. Eric, let me wow. tell. Let me take you through this, right? Okay. L- last Wednesday, we've just gone. Did gone. you have a game of social golf? I teed up on the first, for my first round in a decade wow. with my son. After successfully navigating the cranky lady in the clubhouse, <laughs> now on a side, like it's normally an honesty system at Kahuna. You just put your money in a drawer and fill out a form and there you, away you go. Oh, There's right. No one so you, there. Don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to like. Don't have to talk to anyone. Okay. You just get on and play. But I digress. Like, so I will go. I got there at 12 knowing that it was Ladies' Day on Wednesday and they tee off at 10. And what time did you go there at 12? I got there at 12. And that explains why the cranky lady was there because she was waiting for the ladies to finish. And what on earth were you thinking? No, no, I was was just thought it'd be a big crossover and, you know, it wouldn't be... It was was 24 degrees. It was a cool northerly breeze. We had the fairways to ourselves. And Kahuna's a pretty low-key kind of chill spot. Super low-key, 1,500 people. Um, So I was blissful on Wednesday and then we uh, went out again on Friday... And my first shot off the tee went 60 degrees to the right. But it didn't matter. Okay. It was fine. Okay. Um, so, look, when we talk about unofficial sponsors, Eric, it's about what makes us happy. Yes. And this made me very happy this week, you Is know, it, just getting out on the on the links. Is and it Royal, really royal Kahuna? No, <laughs> no, it's very not royal. <laughs> it's, it's just a, bit, a lot of grass on a river. Okay. And uh, but I felt it was a worthy unofficial sponsor. 
for this week. So I just want to shout them out. And, and I, I just want to say, it can't always be in a Northside hipster stuff every week. Like you, you do, Are, are, are you mm-hmm. accusing you know? me of doing that? So, <laughs> I'm not, Eric. No. Excuse me, do you, are you not, do you not recall the cafe? Yeah, um, yeah, wherever, Cobram or... Cobram? No, no, what was it? Colac. 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 Yeah, that's right. I oh, know. That was pretty funny. That was a good <laughs> cafe. Like, so I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you, but I, a couple of rating systems I was thinking is like, you know, you could be like, how many balls I lost on the front nine? Yep. Or... or like, how many kangaroos would you have to see on the 14th fairway? And this is serious before you start thinking, there's only two of us out here. So there's like 200 kangaroos there. Like, if they decide to go on the attack, like, would we be alive, left alive to tell a story? Like, how many kangaroos? I, like, I don't know. Or how many times could, you, could I drive the golf cart off the fairway before the greenkeeper kicks me off. Like, there's so many... So, just by way of context, Jerry, so basically we use this unofficial podcast sponsor to develop our rating scale for the week. <laughs> That's right. So, can I throw one out there? Uh, uh, I, please I might go get for it started. It. Were, you, were you happy with that? I love that. Oh, that God, was God, really awesome. good. Thank you. So, I'd, I, I feel like, given the context of the Kahuna Golf Club that's only recently... Mm transformed itself into a place that you can holiday in your caravan yes mm-hmm. on the on the old practice fairway on the yeah. old practice fairway yeah. i kind of feel like the rating scale needs to be how many caravans can you get on the practice fairway oh. and still play a good round of golf well i mean because they're parked right next to the first so you've got like a lot of spectators you get people coming out of their caravans in the morning with their egg and bacon looking at you seeing off down the first Ooh, how many people will get clocked by golf balls with that kind oh, of i would not want to park there like <laughs> you wouldn't want to park a caravan so basically how about you might say like a one out of ten mm. would be like a, a like a caravan parked on the first tee mm. and then like a 10 out of 10 they're like they're enjoying the the good the, the you know the offer of oh, the got the, golf course they've got the prime time location prime the, time location yeah. they're right at the tip of the 40 kilometer oh, islands next to the um orange grove on the next other to side the orange grove yeah yeah all right so is that yeah, that's where you want to be parked the range yeah yeah and and just to just so we can all get a picture of this where would like five out of ten be well, I guess sort of you'd be parking in the middle of the fairway on the lush green, you know, but you not near the, the caravan. not near the orange grove. No, just, near just the parked orange. in the middle. So you're not going to cop like you're not going to cop like a one wood to the look. The worst the that would happen is a lawn bowler on the bowls on the bowls club, which yep. is quite near the first tee. Also, might piff a bowl over, but that would be in anger. You, yeah, that would be in, anger. <laughs> in anger. That's right. <laughs> that that's the, that could happen, but that's still be worth a five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, the, are we happy with that as a rating scale, everybody? Are you happy with the caravan rating scale? It's a bit weird, but like I mean, you know, let's go <laughs> for it. Anyone else want to throw one up? <laughs> That sounds splendid to me. Cool, let's do it. Jerry's happy? Yeah. I know. Because this is the long. most important part of this whole project. Yeah, this podcast. Project. This is what it is, yeah. How do we get the best rating scale? So, okay, so... Where you park your caravan on the practice where fairway. Where do you park your, your yeah. caravan okay. on the practice fairway? No, no, not caravan, camper van. Camper, camper van, van. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right. Sorry, right. sorry. Different. In, yeah. and, 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 we should sell, and we should always make mention that Kahuna Golf Club has is now open to host families with camper vans. Uh, yes, and you can, for $10... A day as a social club member, you can play for another twenty dollars as much golf as you want. As much twenty. That's right. So for ten dollars a day, that gives you membership, and then you can pay yep. another twenty dollars to play. And I think if you pay another fifty dollars, you don't have to deal with the cranky lady in the clubhouse. And you just go mm. straight in. And there's got bar facilities that does as well. Not sound like a good deal. I have my U12 like formal that's hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting the kangaroos and all the wildlife and the, the ruse. and the box trees and the and red, the box red tree and the orange groves. You're yeah. right. Sorry. Okay, so um, why don't we go to, uh, why don't we score the Megan the Stallion based on the Kahuna Golf Club 
camper van riding a scale. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'll go first. I'm I'm parking my camper van. I'm pulling in, right? And I'm pulling in and I'm driving up to the powered section up near the orange the groves. section. Yeah, yeah. Up Solid. Near, and Veteran. Somewhere near the septic facilities so we can yeah, unload yeah, yeah. our stuff out. Cooking, and, and, yeah, right near the, right near the el- yeah. electric barbecue. Right mm-hmm. in the good, no, there's no electric barbecue. Oh, no. You sorry. do that in your camper van, Eric. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's in the good section. I'm going to give it like an 8 out of 10. Wow. This album. Okay, right near mm. the orange grove. Right near the you orange could just, grove. You could just stroll on to the orange grove, grab a couple of oranges, yep, yep, peel squeeze the skin them. off for your Negronis. <laughs> There you go. There's no Negronis in Gouda. I know. There's no good Negronis There's local Gouda. beer. It's Bundaberg rum. No, yeah, fuck but, it. Is that, do you put rum in Negronis? VBs oh, fuck and Fuck it. Bundy. Just put it, put it in anyway. Bundy and Coke. Um, <laughs> okay. That's right. It's a good – It's there was too many bangers to ignore. Yeah. Okay. Too many bangers to okay. ignore. Yep. All right. Jerry, All right. Jerry, what did you think? Well, where, I where love, you parking? I love the album. Where I, you I, the camper van? I, I, would park, I would park my camper van <laughs> as, as close to the action as, as I – Possibly can be. I I, I quite like uh, when you're watching golf and you and you're seeing the 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 skill of the game. So I, I want to be as close to the green as possible. Oh, you won't be up near the green. I'd be up near the I'm green. I'm the first call. So what, where, 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 how can you? Just I don't know. Like give, give me your number and I'll like I'll You're position it. it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it a, a strong. Strong seven point five. Oh eight. wow, there you go. Like you're halfway between the orange grove and the first green, uh, so you're getting you're getting a bit of everything, man. Good, exactly yeah. what I want. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Take it at all. Excellent. I love that. Man. That's good. You're getting <laughs> yeah, the shade just, from the river and, red guns. And, and, and can you oh, just so you, just so I know the Kahuna Golf Club rules? Yes. Can you actually? You can't park a camper van on the green. That would be no. That wouldn't be acceptable. That wouldn't be. But just you wouldn't be coming green. back to close Kahuna to the Golf Club ever again. Close yeah. to the green. Close yep. to the green. Okay. Yeah. Just I just need to. I, ca- I can vision. I can visualize that spot. Yeah. Yeah. Right now in my head, I'm visualizing oh, it. Beautiful. Yeah. Good spot. You know, what, uh, it would be, it would be really great. Was if if you could just get a photo of that spot. I can. I'll bring it up. And and <laughs> and we'll pop that on our Instagram. Right. And, and and our listeners will will know exactly where Jerry right. has parked <laughs> his camper van. All right. Beautiful. Um, All right. Okay. Look. Um. Look. I'm really glad. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't go as. I didn't get as excited as as both of you on this. I um, this was kind of like a hit and uh, just like. I mean, I think we've had some really good hip hop records on, um, this year and uh in the last couple of years and perhaps I'm affected by the other hip hop release that we've we're going to be listening yeah, you to. You really love today. that Logic album too. Yeah. And the Logic album I loved and I love the Little Sims record um and this kind of was Run like Jules. this was vibe but I but I didn't like I didn't get sucked into the lyrical content mm. the way like I feel a 21 track hip hop record needs to like a 21 track of like rap music needs to give me something more on the lyrics. Yeah. Um so like loved the vibe. I reckon I could do six songs of this, but 21 a bit too much. So to that end, I'm probably going to go a five. Well, you can um, park in the middle of the fairway, uh, middle of the practice fairway. I'm just going to go middle of the practice fairway, watch like the yeah. kind of amateur golfers. Yeah, You can see a bit of bowls from there. See a bit of bowls. You're not in danger of getting hit by a golf ball. That's true. Yeah. Get out my little gas cooker. Yeah, your tra- um, trangia. Yeah, my little trangia. Mm. And uh, yeah, make a little one pot uh, pasta sauce. Oh, nice. Maybe you can get out your um little one pot espresso maker as well. I get my one pot espresso yeah. maker. Excellent. Or espresso, as I say in Kahuna. <laughs> espresso. <laughs> and, and, um, and a cappuccino. And a cappuccino. <laughs> uh, yeah, cappuccino, two sugars. So, yeah, I'm about a five. Okay. Well, that's, you know. So we got it. I'm an disappointed. Eight, eight, 7.5 and a five yeah. in the Kahuna 
golf club carav- uh, parky camper van within proximity rating scale. Mm. Excellent. All right, let's uh, have a quick, quick break and we'll get back. We'll, we'll have to shorten that up, I think, Aaron. But, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the only way to score. <laughs> we'll shorten it up and we'll be back with the second album in just a moment. So the second album we're looking at tonight is by the band The War on Drugs and the album is titled I Don't Live Here Anymore. Mixing the grand scale guitar attack of Sonic Youth and My Bloody Valentine with a melodic sense and lyrical perspective that recalls Bob Dylan roaring down Highway 61, Philadelphia's The War on Drugs slowly grew from an indie favourite to a hit with larger and more mainstream audiences. The band's moody but straightforward guitar rock echoed some of the most captivating Elements of Tom Petty, Dire Straits and several phases of Dylan's journey, placing them more and more in line as torchbearers of the American roots rock sound on albums like 2017's Grammy winning A Deeper Understanding. So the War on Drugs was formed by Adam Grandesel, I think, and Kurt Vile, who met at a party in 2003. After several drinks, they discovered a shared fascination with the band of Minnesota and began working on songs together. Um... By 2005, they had enough material to launch the band and the War on Drugs was born. Uh, so Grandisil and Vile front, front of the group with a variety of companionists drifted in and out of the band before the War on Drugs settled on a stable lineup. Uh, and while the War on Drugs was hesitant to quit their jobs and begin touring extensively, the band became a frequent presence on the Philadelphia music scene and impressed out of towners during the occasional gigs in New York City. 2007, the group uh, completed their debut EP, a five-song set called uh, Barrel of Batteries, posted online as a free download. Positive press for both the EP and the band's powerful live shows caught the attention of noted independent label Secretly Canadian, which signed the band. That's a good name for a label. And uh, they released their full, first full-length album. Uh, so in 2008, uh, Vile, uh, half the band left, including Kurt Vile, uh, and he went on to make a name for himself as a solo artist soon after. And we go on and on and on. Um, they released a number of albums over the coming years. The band reemerged in 2017 with an 11-minute single, Thinking of a Place, Understanding, which was released later the same year, marking their first album on Atlantic Records. And I think that was the one that won the Grammy. Oh, yeah, which took on the trophy for Best Rock Album at the 2000. 18 Grammy Awards. 2020 recordings from the tour were compiled for a live album, Live Drugs. 
good name. <laughs> in advance of the record's November release, the band shared the cover of Warren Zevon's Accidentally Like a Martyr for the album and announced a four-episode podcast discussing the touring and band's creative process while making live drugs. In early 2021, the group issued the single Living Proof ahead of the release of the studio album, I Don't Live Here Anymore, which arrived last month. So, are you happy to keep... You happy for me to kick it off? Yeah, yeah go, go for, for it. it. Um, so, like, it's kind of funny you bought this album in, Eric. So, we while we just had a break, there we were talking about our favorite podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts is called it's a basketball podcast called The Rights to Ricky Sanchez. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast run by uh, rusted on fans of the NBA team Philadelphia 76ers. and I, I relate to it because Philadelphia never win anything, and it's kind of like following the. Western Bulldogs because yeah. <laughs> we always like snatch you know defeat from the jaws of victory until our marvelous premiership in 2016 but you know I relate to following a team that just always loses and it's just these guys just forever talking for hours about how shit the team is and <laughs> you know they run campaigns to try and sack the board and all sorts of stuff it's hilarious anyway there's some kind of synergy between the war on drugs and this podcast, I guess. I think they're fans of each other, being from Philadelphia. So for the past couple of months, their intro song has been tracks off the album. Right. Ah. Um, rather than their, it used to be Run the Jewels, because Run the Jewels are also from, from Philly. Philly. Are the roots from Philly? Roots from Philly, yeah. Philly, yep. from Philly, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've heard a lot of these tracks before the album came out, not even sort of really thinking about, you know, we'd ever um, review it. So, um, look. As previously mentioned um, in our rating scale, I've spent an idyllic week up in the country spending some time at my childhood home. And this album got its first spin on the way up uh, to, to the country, driving the back roads of far northern Victoria. And the sun, the sun was setting and there was wide open plains stretching out in all directions. And mm. I think we passed five cars in an hour and a half after we got through Bendigo. And I think... Really, there was probably no better introduction to this album. And if, like, if if I was in the war on drugs, you know, marketing department and the CDs were still a thing, I'd be, like, slapping a sticker on this suck saying, Dri- <laughs> driving album. Yeah, uh, it is a driving album. Definitely. And I, and I think perhaps CDs is an apt segue because there's a lot of 80s and 90s about this this album. 100%. Um, I mean, we're deep in Americana, like, rock, pop, indie country here like take your pick i think it sits in all four of them quite easily Mm um you know the first three tracks were all jangly guitar pop tunes um track two harmonious dream like that could be a candidate for the perfect song to play at the perfect time for me when i was driving like it was just Mm. beautiful man it was it was a beautiful night Wide open roads. It was it was it was a good intro. So there's a lot of Tom Petty I got, a lot of Tom Petty vibes. Tom Petty. Springsteen vibes even. Um the the, I mean the jangly guitar also made me think of Australian bands like the church and the go betweens and and the more Uh, I went through sorry. No, no, I I I got a very Australian vibe on it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wide open plane sort of vibe. Thinking um Gang of Youths. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um and the more I would get went through it, I was getting actually some sort of stadium U2 vibes as well, like, you know, which were sort of, you know, they're quite sort of stadium songs. Definitely. Um, so, like, lyrically, you know, as we sort of just talked about briefly before, there's a lot of nostalgia vibes going on. Lots of talk about memories and being lost and not feeling settled, um, which was, you know, was okay, but he did mention it a lot. Um, 
production-wise, I thought it sounded like a band who were five albums into their career. Like, um, there's a lot of denseness going on instrumentally, but not in a way I thought that things were out of place or didn't feel like there was too much. Um, I really like the fact that drums were mixed really dry while the sort of synth and guitars, you know, really grandiose, sort of sort of felt epic but grounded at the same time. I should mention that Sean Everett is on production duties. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Sean Everett it was the recording engineer of the Alabama Shakes Sound Color Records. There you, record. go. There you so, go. Interesting. Up there. Yeah, up yeah. Up there. I think, he, I think he'd be a part of Chad Blake's. He would have come up, like, as Chad Blake's engineer, perhaps, because I think it was Chad Blake that did the Alabama Shakes records. So, okay. definitely, like, they're not messing around in so much as who they've got recording them. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't have a heap to say about this. I, mean, I think the songs are quite long um so if one doesn't quite grab you you still just sort of need to buckle in for five minutes minimum um but like you know thankfully i listened to it at a time where i was buying what they were selling so it wasn't a horrible ride by any stretch for me um musically there's a lot of same chord structures were recycled throughout the album but you know i I was good with it 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 was a nice vibe and yeah i I found it really listenable yeah Mm. i might go next um yeah, look, I I I got uh, turned on to this uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, a friend of mine is making a kind of indie record, and he brought up the first song, "Living Proof." He's like, "Check out the drums on this," and we listened to it, and I was like, "This the drums just sound so great! Like, yeah. there's so much body and weight, and it sounds like a drum kit." Yep. Um, so I guess I was sort of turned on to this by like just like the way it was going to sound more so than um, like a keen interest in that sort of indie Americana folk rock. So I kind of got into track one. I'm like, oh, God, it does sound good. <laughs> and then, You're saying like it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, but it just, it just sounds so great. Like it's just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliantly recorded music. Yeah, mature um, album, I thought. Yeah. But but like, but as, but then as, I, as, the, <laughs> as the album went on, I just, I felt, and I'm finding this a lot with like, um, I don't know. It's just like I don't know whether it's like guitar music. It's not like I I don't live a hip hop life, right? So I'm just gonna put that out there. But there's something about the way, like I don't know. Like I guess I'm I'm, I'm saying like rock music songwriting for me mm. has is is no longer connecting. It's not connected. I'm not connected to the stories anymore. Mm. At least from a, an overseas band. Yeah. Whereas like there's I no urgency to it. There's no urgency. You, yeah. to, whereas I feel like different genres. And the way the songs are written seem to have a lens that might be a bit broader. I mean, even if it's hyper local, it there's enough in there that I don't know resonates with me mm. to think about my own local environment. I mean, I'm not saying Megan Stallion's record, for example, but like we'll get to IDK later. But um, I just think like indie songwriting from a hyper American lens, um, unless it's like dealing with like political issues that i'm across like i don't connect anymore yeah mm. oh there was that one you album know? that was released on milk records who was that by the, um, oh slater keeney slater keeney that was that was probably the only rock album and there was the other one we did on that same day yeah. um by wolf alice was yes, it yes no. wolf alice but that um, was a great record but that's 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 been like the only two that sort of are really but this is more stadium than both of those like well i mean could you say it's like a mature like i mean rock is not what it was because once upon a time it was like 
the the music of the young and it was mm-hmm. urgent and it was and this feels like it's music of the old you it know? is yeah. music of the old yeah or but is it Not, i don't know i don't know like it's, i don't know i don't know i actually don't it's know. easy listening now you know it is easy listening this like, could be like on this gold kind of music is rock music is now adult contemporary music uh, absolutely yeah. is, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like songwriter, you know, the melodies are cool. There's something deeply iconic about the whole thing. You know, like you feel it's a time and place album. So yeah. like yeah. the wide open roads, perfect yeah. place. And the way they can hear a golf club. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, whilst, you know, whilst I'm like, you know, dealing with, you know, the future room of my unborn child <laughs> in Preston, it's not like it doesn't capture that vibe. It doesn't capture that inner north hipster vibe that you're sort of after it does it god i'm gonna kill you that's the buzz that's the buzz term <laughs> that's the buzz term so but but i would say 100 percent tom petty bruce springsteen yeah, and yeah. and done so without it being like ridiculously referential like you mm. feel like the the lead singer's voice is still the main voice in it. he's not trying to be springsteen or no tom petty mm-hmm. um which is a cool thing um and i guess i don't know it's just funny like we're talking about the concept of rock music like yeah, it's it's such it's sort of an I mean I don't know maybe it's just by the worlds that we're moving in but it's a very on the nose genre like authentic you know um you, I don't know if it's music. on the nose is the right it, oh no, word it's not on the nose it's just not it's not like it's not a th- you know it's not like a hot it's not speaking to it's not hot mm. you know <laughs> I don't even know if that's what it, the terminology to use. Has it just it's, been is, done? Is it relevant? Maybe. Yeah. 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 Is, it just, is it relevant? Yeah. Is it relevant? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's like where I began to feel my gripes with it is that <laughs> I, I was expecting a lot of a lot of emotional weight just because of the emotional weight that I was hearing from the sonics of it. Mm. You yeah, know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, when when Bruce Springsteen was using that type of music to talk about like the malaise of modern life for for, for yeah yeah um, out of New Jersey citizens yeah yeah, yeah. that made sense because yep. like you know he was talking to a bunch of people and he was saying things that weren't expressed uh, in that way to to that group of people before. But I think yeah, it's not they're not it's it was, not speaking it, to the working class. It was class, a working yeah. class record. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Exactly right. Yeah, but like I mean, no, no, just, is I it? Is it well, I was going to say to Jerry like. You know, isn't Mernda far enough out of the metro <laughs> Melbourne that you know it's country enough to speak to the masses of Mernda? Maybe if I reckon if I was like if I was driving down, yeah, you know, the, 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 yeah. the Western Ring Road. But if I was driving around Western Ring Road, going down to Mernda, past Wallet, yeah, my maybe definitely. Maybe, yeah. I could. I, I could. You just been looking at this the wrong way. <laughs> but isn't that interesting? When you think, I mean, like, like you've hit on a really. Cl- interesting point which is like and fuck i mean i don't even know i mean i'm like just to kind of open up the kind of political world and landscape but we're not gonna go too deep into it but just like you know you mentioned like rock music previously a music of rebellion a music of saying a message a music of standing up for the working class Mm. now if you go to like a kind of uh, a rally you know for whatever cause which is very much sort of in that sort of uh white working class kind of rock and roll space you wonder they're not going to be playing war on drugs they're going to be playing springsteen they're going to mm. be playing other they've won a grammy dude no no i i i know but like the, i guess my point is like these are anthemic songs right yeah, they yep. are written yep. and created to be anthems yep. and i want but there, there there is no audience for those 
anthems because mm. the, that audience is like almost rusted on to when older you, anthems. When you say audience, where, where, who are you speaking I'm, I, I'm talking to? about like in the same way that like, I mean, look, I don't know, give me a Springsteen song, you know, like a famous... Yeah, um, Born to Run. Born or, to Run. Yeah. Let's say Born to Run, right? Like Born to Run was an anthem then and it's still an anthem for like now for people who were the children of yeah. the people for whom that was an anthem, right? Mm. Yeah. And these... There's not a lot of urgency in, yeah. in the songwriting is there to connect to that Definitely. audience that, that would have. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I or, mean, but maybe there's a whole um, market in, you know, middle America that probably. is this, well, I mean, they say Roots Americana. Like maybe this is, there's like a big audience for that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's, that's what I was asking but, but, around but the I, audience. But I think as well, like the kind of, like the rock, the rock genre like these, I, I, I don't want to kind of make an assumption, but I'm assuming that Philadelphia, I'd probably imagine they'd be on the left side of politics as opposed to the right side of politics. I would say so, yeah. And the left isn't getting down with rock music. No. Mm. I mean, no one's going to be... Different, you know, like they're getting down with different different types of music. Mm. Um, and no one's going no to be breaking down the temporary fences at, at Sydney Mind Music Bowl to break in no. to a war on drugs gig. Yeah, they? no, they're Pro- not. Probably yeah, that's not. Right. That's Probably right. not. <laughs> I'm not not to say that like that there isn't a place for this style of music. I think I think it could have been better rendered, but just the lyrics were a bit surface and like you can you can talk about memory and still harken back to, to times where, you know, uh things that were going on today were going on back then. You mm-hmm. could like there could have been a, a comparison being drawn to things that are still hot button issues today that was that were harkening back to that time but i just didn't feel like there was anything like that mm. i felt like there was that one there was one track i was like halfway through let me let me get it um he was basically talking about being a victim yes, to his yes. own vices was victim, like, victim? that was the yeah, closest victim. that i felt that yeah. that the, the, the album got to something like uh connecting connecting yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. um but yeah. the rest just feels like you know uh you know uh, it just felt like indecision to me. It was like, yep, I don't, I don't want to go there, but I don't want to, go to, I don't want to go there either. Did it feel a bit privileged as well? Possibly, yeah, just like a maybe, just a, just a, just a touch. Yeah. Just. Well, they've been, I mean, they've been in the system for a long time, right? And I guess you know, Grammy award winning, um, you know, went like was well, they've been going for a long time, like two thousand five, was mm. it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's sixteen years. That's a, you know, that's a career. My question would be, like, was their last record the one that won the Grammy? Yes, like, yes. So they're coming back to write another Grammy award-winning record. So, mm. like, let's let's just be real. This will be nominated for Best Rock Slash Alternative Album. Yes. And it will probably win. Mm. You know what I mean? Just by virtue Well, of it ticks a lot of boxes. Yes. Yeah. It's you in know? the system. Mm. As I said, like, I mean, you could play this to a rock country audience. You could play it to an Americana audience. You could probably play it to a rock pop audience. Like, it yeah. does tick a lot of boxes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. From if I put my own uh, marketing cap yeah, on, yeah, you, I'd I be mean, like siving them up to Live Nation and just touring them around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. around. Yeah. You know? You could hit all the big stadiums. They'd be all getting the, the contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not going to, but okay. So, like, I mean, we did Coldplay a few weeks ago, which <laughs> I gave a zero out of 10. You gave a zero. Yeah, it was 10. Zero not a zero, I reckon. Okay. But, like, I mean, they're not in Coldplay world. No, they're not. And they're not going to do, like, a Marvel Stadium. They're not going to fill out Marvel Stadium in in this country. No, but they're probably going to do big arenas. In well, they the probably US. don't need to. You know, they probably hate supplies to yeah, tour. Plenty yeah. enough. Play before the Super Bowl. I reckon they could play before the Super Bowl. This band. You reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon they're in that 
that bracket? I reckon they're probably close to it. Yeah. Who would there be another rock band in the states that, that are like in that world? Well, it would it used to be Alabama Shakes and what's that? Um, Sex on Fire. What's that band oh, called? Uh, Kings of Leon. Kings, Kings of Leon. Leon. Yeah, they're like, totally they in that. that. In, yeah, in there that, you go. In that, For sure. In that mold. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So that's probably where they're taking taking mm. over that mantle, possibly. Yeah. Well, that, that that that's an interesting point, actually. Like, I feel like. Maybe just because of the, the delivery from the the front man of Kings on Fire, I, I have to see if any of their lyrics were as cutting as this. But I felt that more. Yeah, I, I agree. totally. I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think they had a bit of. They came from a rootsier place. Mm. As well, they did. Too. Their story was like. <laughs> yeah, were, what was the narrative? What was their story? Well, they were like all brothers. They were all yeah, they were like them. very close and like related. very yeah. deep south. Mm. Interesting. Thing. Yeah, it is an interesting album. Like it's not. Bad. No. It's not bad. But and it's interesting that, like, I mean, you read the bio, like, you know, channeling Sonic Youth, and who was the other one? Uh, my buddy Valentine, I think. And, like, when you think of it in that context, which is so much more indie than the record actually is. Yeah, it's not. I mean, that's it's just, just a, It's just bullshit. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't sound anything like Sonic is, Youth or my buddy Valentine. It's no. just, like, maybe they use the same, like, pedal on the pedal board. <laughs> maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe Thurston Moore came through the studio but one it's, day. But isn't it interesting because it's, it's, it's like uninhibited pop music that is absolutely not even remotely close to like indie shoegaze. No. Like it is like songwriting. But it will be syndicated across every radio station from east to west coast, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Accessible up the wazoo. It's, oh, it's so it's such a bad word, isn't it? Accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in like, terms of music. Yeah. That bit, like, I, I loved certain parts of every song. Me actually. too. Like, the intros were really, like, they drew me in. Yes. Until yeah. a part of it took yes. me out. Yes. You know? There's, there's a craft to what they do, and, mm. they, and they do follow the craft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Funny one. Should we take it to the uh, Kahuna uh, camper van rating scale? Let's do it. Oh, that, we're, we're more succinct with it now. All right. Nice. So... <laughs> I wait, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the ball rolling. You know, I think going below a five is unfair. I think there's, you know, a lot of effort that's taken yeah. place here, mm-hmm. and it is. Melodies are good. The feeling is there, but the overall story for me is lacking. So I'm just gonna park it, uh, probably at a, a six. Yeah, I can feel that. Uh, yeah, six out of ten. So where am I on the in on the? Kahuna? Oh, you're right in the middle of the fairway with a lovely view, fairway. closer up to the bowls club, I think. Closer yeah. up to the bowls club. Yeah, yeah. You okay. Get a bit of shade from the uh, from the, the the grapevines, the ornamental grapevines near I the bowls club. That. Yeah. Cool, cool, yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. What uh, about you, Jerry? Um. Well, I, yeah, I think I, I'd echo the same sentiments. I don't think it's a bad record by any stretch of the term, um, and I felt like I was in an ideal first listening environment. I was driving uh Come on, say it, the ring road. The, the Great Ocean Road. Oh, the there you go. Road. That's really good. It was lovely. That would have been know? a yeah. perfect sun place was shining, I had the it. windows down. Oh. It was great. It was it was very, very good ideal listening environment for that. But yeah, I felt like after a while I felt that that uh what I I began to uh expect what the song was going to yeah, yeah. do and how it was going to end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bit of recycledness yeah. going and the on. Dra- yeah. There's not much drama. No. No. It was, it was even. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. you finished your with your review. I agree. No, I to- totally agree. So I reckon I'm going to give it a, a solid five. 
Solid five. Oh, so where's that? Uh, where's that? That's in no man's land. Right smack bang in the middle. Not close to anything, but not in danger of getting hit by any rogue golf balls. I think. That's okay. where I want to be. That's, yeah, that's, that's, be. that's right. Can you can meet, can you meet, can you hit, can you get to the lawn lawns club from five? Oh, uh, you, you can what, the what club? The lawn bowls club. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 close to everything, but not mm. not close. If walk, you know what I mean. It's distance. accessible. Yeah, yeah. It is accessible. If you wanted to go and get a can of solo <laughs> from the drinks machine, you could do that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Dollar fifty a can of solo. Oh, that's good yeah, price. That's good that's price. Really good As, price. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Happy hour, two dollar beers. Um. Now, yeah, I'm, uh, much the same as everyone. I'm I'm gonna just throw us. I'm gonna throw a six and a half just because of. The listening experience. I mean, it says a lot. Just imagine we had to listen to it in a really wrong spot yeah. to start with. I mean, it could have been easily a four or a three. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Album. <laughs> but um, just for the fact that we we both heard it in the right context, I'm going to give it a six and a half, I think, which mm. is, you know, roundabouts in the same area, maybe a little bit closer to the orange groves that I could, you know, really? smell some orange scent mm. wafting across oh, to my, um, mm-hmm. my new Winnebago. Um, oh, it's the Winnebago. Yeah. Um, or maybe just a Jayco. 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 I was going to say Isuzu, <laughs> but, you know. Get, uh, get Jerry. What you, what's I mean, it, like, like, if you were in Philadelphia, it would have been a Winnebago. Oh, yeah, probably would have been. You know, what's, what's, what's Jerry Harvey? Is that Jayco, is it? I think so. Yeah, I think it's Jayco. Traditional Australian. Um, six, so, yeah, a six and a half from me. Six from Arik. Five from Jerry. Um, and that was the War on Drugs album. Help me with the name again. I don't live here anymore. anymore. Yes. Thanks, Arik. Uh, we're back in one moment with the third album. One, two, three, three, four, five. If a nigga touch me, he gonna meet four, five. I'ma shoot like Jordan. Ninety, ninety-five. I'ma shoot like Jordan. Ninety, ninety-five. Uh, one, two, three, three, four, five. If a nigga touch me, he gonna meet four, five. I'ma shoot like Jordan. 90-95, I'ma shoot like Jordan. 90-95. Chop shooter, play the cut. Slam dunk, we don't let it out, got a bad bitch laid up. I'm so charged up right now. They throw shade in us. Came a long way from the backyard, yeah. Long way from the backyard, yeah. Came a long way from the backyard, yeah. 17 years, a mama coming home. No hug, no love, no kiss, not even a hello. Just did you wash the dishes? Did you fold my clothes? Oh, no. So our third album for the week is by American hip-hop artist IDK and the album is called You See For Yourself. The hip-hop artist known as IDK describes his life as something of a paradox. Born Jason Mills, the rapper-producer grew up in Prince George's County, Maryland, where home and school reflected two different realities. His parents were middle-class, college-educated, but his learning environment lacked support and many of his students were underserved. And he says, I grew up knowing both sides. Um, his stage name, short for Ignorantly Delivering Knowledge, embodies the two sides of his upbringing and is a contradiction in and of itself. It's basically part of the key principles of what makes me who I am, he says. Ignorance and knowledge contrast, two things that don't go together, something you want and something you need, and putting all that together in one person, that's basically what it stems from. Mills came up with a moniker as an incarcerated teenager, serving time in prison on robbery and weapons charges. During that time, he did a lot of introspecting and planning, and afterwards he delved deep into music. Now at 28, he's released two successful albums, produced for other musicians, and made moves into fashion and business. 
just recently released sophomore album Use For Yourself. I think that's prior to this one, right? Deals heavily with his early life and family history, particularly his difficult relationship with his mother, who passed away in... Oh, no, sorry. It is this one, You See For Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the album also touches on his struggles with vulnerability as a black man. On July 9, Mills tweeted that he needed to make this album to become a better person. And now that he's accomplished his goal, he set out to help other young creatives do the same. Mills has launched a program called No Label Academy, designed to teach students the ins and outs of the music industry and give them the tools to launch their own careers. The course, although unaffiliated with Harvard University, will take place on the renowned campus in Cambridge um, for 10 days in August, according to its website, Tuition Free. All expenses paid program is open to all BIPOC individuals interested in music business. It sounds like you're quite a big activist. Um, and he says, what you get out of it is the ability to visualize. Anyway, he does a bit of a spiel about the actual course. That is IDK. And we're going to talk about the album you see for yourself. So this album was brought into us by Jerry. So thank you for bringing that in. Um, Very welcome. Maybe let's start. I mean, I feel as though... Why, why, why don't you kick us off, Jerry, and, and tell us, tell us, like, yeah. you know, you were perhaps familiar with him prior to this album? Definitely, yeah. I've been following him for a long time now. Um, back when he was uh, just releasing mixtapes that were, to me, still really impactful, still like whole realized bodies of work. Um, and he's come a really long way, uh, and I just find him super captivating in terms of the current landscape of hip-hop that seems to be making their songs shorter and dumbing themselves down a little bit mm. um but he's he seems to be still of the um like executive producer mindset where he's making sure that all of his songs are weaving through in certain ways and like the uh, uh meta symbols and all of his things and like you can listen to a song or an album back to back and leave it and then find something different when you realize it again and uh yeah i just love the way he describes things that all rappers describe but in his own voice and in his own uh his own mind i think is like just there's a lot of depth in his music yeah and this one for sure like there's like amazing there's bangers all through this there's like what there's master classes in sampling uh there's like amazing hybridity in where he blends certain things and he sings a lot and he like ex- tries to expand himself it sounds like he's trying to stretch himself in his musicality a lot um so i just love this album i love it like a lot he experiments a lot on it doesn't he like, yeah there's a lot of almost like different moods to the whole record like it starts really trappy mm. and then suddenly it goes to like glasper-esque yeah kind of jazz stuff did I read that um, he turned down an offer from Kanye's record label and he's to stay independent? Like, yeah. he's he's Isn't truly it, independent. It's mm. funny you bring that up because, and I won't get into my review, like, I want to let, like, just hold up for a sec. But this reminded me of Graduation Day, like, in terms mm. of, like, an iconic rap record that, like, I mean, I don't know, I, I didn't know IDK before this, but, like, Thinking about is it graduation? Dad had Jesus walks. Graduation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it or was that the one before? No, it was graduation. Anyways, we'll look it up, um, and we'll talk about it in post. <laughs> um, I'll put a ghostly voice over it yeah, where, I, where yeah. I reference to a podcast that, twenty episodes that would be ago. Good. Yeah. Um, it, this was like his raps on this were like 
you know, again, I talk about eloquence. I think Megan, Megan the Stone, also like you can understand everything that she's saying. Mm. Whereas like you can look at like a pop smoke record, it's just a little bit like okay, you know, I'm not in that world, so it's hard to follow everything. I mean, we should put a caveat on that pop smoke record because it was yeah, released was, after was he died, and yeah, but it wasn't. They feel like they were mining the well, depths. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, was, would right, have look, he released using that? Using Jail Tronica as another yeah, okay, example, right? Yeah. Mm. Like the new Jail Tronica record, which we both love. Yeah. Like um, this, the, the delivery of the lines in this and the storytelling in this are like as good a rap record as I've heard mm. in years. Like, and even though like I don't live this life and it's not my culture, like I felt completely brought into a story and a life that he was telling mm. um, from, you know, that, I mean, all, uh, what was, there was one song about his, um, about his relationship with his mum, mm. uh, which was just like so powerful. Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, like his, um, you know, was it his relationship with his mum and his relationship with his stepfather mm. and like, you know, how, you know, there's often this kind of mytholog- mythologizing of like, you know, single mums being these like incredible women, mm. and he kind of flips it and talks about how like hard it was living with this single mum that put all these expectations on him, mm. which is a very, it's just a very new story that I in hip hop for me. Yeah, um, and I love that. Um, I just thought this album was a master masterpiece. I was need like, to. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm it was. So glad. It was. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, like, like it's not my, it's not like my vibe in so much as his like, the beats are not like it's kind of like in the Drakey world mm-hmm. to a point which I don't really get down with, yeah. and um, you know, and like the jazz elements were kind of cool, but like Kendrick does it better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. sort of like, like everyone like like stylistically there are people doing the things that he's doing on this record, what in a way cooler way to my ears on, on a musical level mm-hmm. but on a pure like storytelling rap level this was an inc- like ridiculously good album mm. and you know and then when you compare that storytelling element to like and again it's not to say that we should compare idk to war on drugs but i like war on drugs would be classified as like singer songwriters of their generation and like but idk like this is fucking dylan bob dylan-esque songwriting mm. like Hundred percent for real, like, uh, like capturing a, an energy, and it didn't talk about Trump, and it didn't talk about twenty twenty one, and it didn't talk about the pandemic. Yeah. It just talked about stories yeah. of him. Didn't talk seemed, about going to the club and picking up and it, like not, it was. Well, it, it did a little like, bit. It did a little okay, bit. A okay, little bit. What, what wasn't like in your face was exactly. that? No, it, yeah. it was more of a storytelling. Mm, but it, but it mm. just seemed like it seemed like so such a current contemporary album without referencing any world events. Like it's just masterful so yeah. i i mean i like i don't know how long, i mean the album was what i mean oh we should comment yeah, on the we, deluxe we, version we'll, we'll comment on we it. will comment on that um so I'll comment I, on jerry it. i think the link that you sent through <laughs> yeah yeah i was like the deluxe is, version is this guy taking the piss like <laughs> sending um, us 90 minute albums I'm like no, no, who no, is no, this no, guy sorry, excuse me it was how long was it yeah there was, it was, 30, it was an hour and a half 31 yeah, songs yeah. on it no it was 30 the deluxe version had thirty four songs on it. I think. I say, let me let me say, like, I opened it up in Spotify. I'm like, going, nah, nah, and then <laughs> and then then we realised that we had an instrumental album which takes up the half of the it's album. Thirty four songs. So, like, I don't know if it was just me, but like, 
did that like, if this was the real album which i thought it was to start with i'm like <laughs> is this guy like really arrogant like <laughs> not, not you idk is he really arrogant to say hey this is such a masterpiece that i'm going to put the vocals first and then i'm going to put the instrumental second because i know that everyone's going to want to everyone's going to go want to want to sing along everyone's going to want the instrumental and then i thought like you know Dude, like he's throwing it down, saying this is straight up so good. But on the flip side, but now I was thinking, maybe he just wants to get his money's worth from the mastering process. 100% and he is. He's got the, the instrumentals mastered as well. So I'm just going to like, oh, yeah, we've got to make, you know, got to get some money back Look, on those. Let's- <laughs> 100% he is and like, and power to him. I mean, this is the thing, you know, you, you don't get a shot at making an album, right? Like especially if you're on a label, like – the label's going to give you X amount of money yeah, yeah. and you have to make an album. Yep. So you may as well go, you know what? Fuck it. Let's recoup as much money yeah, as yeah. we can. Yeah. Everyone listen to every song. And just get it all there because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's the only way it is. That, that couldn't exist if they were printing, right? Mm. Like that's no. specifically for online. But, but I mean, that was the deluxe version. So it if was that the deluxe version. Oh, okay, cool. But uh, you do wonder, like, how many, how many kids and producers are going to go and listen to instrumentals and... You know, there'll be mixtapes that come up from it. There'll be Maybe. all sorts of cool shit. So, mm. you know, like looking at the Spotify numbers, there's only 11,000 people on planet Earth that have, or maybe like, you know, four people that have listened to it a million times. But like yeah. the streaming numbers go from... It's there's only one song that had a right? lot, wasn't there? Well, Was like, it five million or was it on a few? No, no, no. But I'm talking about the... Uh, oh, the instrumental disc, album. The disc two. <laughs> so it's just a steady decline from 43,000... 43, <laughs> <laughs> all the way down, and it literally just chronologically goes down to the lowest number, which is eleven thousand. Which makes it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but like power to the eleven thousand listeners. Yeah, but maybe they just left the album on and they went to bed. Yeah, no, or, or Jerry's listened <laughs> no, to it. That's me. That, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. leave me like five hundred times. Did you listen to the instrumentals? No, like there's some that are instrumentals, but there are some that are. Like oh, don't tell us that. Long players. <laughs> there, there, there are oh, songs right. that have Extended. different verses from from ah, the like the swapped out. Interesting. Like that. Oh. Even even if it says. Cause it's I like if you had to listen to it, you would know that. No, no, I didn't <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, I should have sent you the the, this, the normal seventeen track one. Yeah, and, uh, we we should say that we did. Give one of our guests the deluxe version of Justin Bieber's last yeah, that album, was, who was, which we it? forgot, Tamara. Oh, poor and thing. then she listened to the whole lot, not knowing, and we were like, "Oh shit, I'm so sorry." Power to her. Yeah. Power to her. Yeah. Look, look, just to really, just to quickly go through some of the collaborators on this. I mean, look, mm. uh, yeah. what I was going to say was, from 17 tracks, I marked seven as like, "Oh my god, I love, I that's love, a, I love, that's I a love." Good it's a big number. Um, so you know. There was one song, Shoot My Shot, which I think, was that the one that's, that we that's listened the to hit. the intro? No, 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 no. I with this guy no, Offset? No, I've well, never heard of him. I didn't know. That is the most popular one. That's got 20 million what plays, I think. But yeah. for me, I didn't think that was... That I, I could see why that was, that was the, successful because it's got the, the hook. Yeah. It's got the hook. But I didn't think it was the best song on the album. Either. But and I then, can see why it's the most popular. And then Red, which had MF Doom. Did they not yeah, pass yeah. away? He did, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a posthumous. Yep. And Jay Electronica, yep, who we on love. On the same track, mm-hmm. yep. Um, who else was it? Uh, that was on also that West Side West Gun. West Side Gun, yeah. Yep. And then there was another one, Puerto Rico, I thought was really cool, which same. had Lucky Day. Um, then there's a song by the fucking Neptunes. Yeah, mm. and it had the... And Rico Nasty. Nasty. But it had the the uh, four-bar thing at the front, the Neptunes staple. Yeah. Oh, for it, did. It, did. Yeah. it did. It did. Always it did. do. It yeah, yeah. Yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Wow, it did. Yeah. And then Slick Rick. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. How wow. good is Slick Rick sound on that track, so by good. the way? Like, yeah, still look, I, so look, current. So good. 
But here's a little critique. This is something that I did notice. And, like, you know, I mean, just pointing it out, I think it took until very late in the record for the first female voice to show up, where mm-hmm. it's just, like, dudes yeah. throughout. 100%. And I'm not saying, like, every record needs to have a gender equality. I don't think that's what the way records need to be made. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is the moment that female voice did show up, it became really apparent that it had yeah, needed to have been there more. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which like, one was that? I don't remember. Um, I'll have to – I think it might have been – It might have been the Pharrell one. Um, yeah, the Neptune That would one. make sense, yeah. yeah. Swat, Sway Lee. Sway Lee, yeah. That would have been the – is that – no, is it, I can't So tell. Rico Nasi would have been the first female voice that you would have heard. Got you. Yeah. So that would, that would have been it. And – and it become and it's really apparent. And then I think there's a sec, there's one more track that has a female vocal on it, and it just I don't know. There was something about it. It 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 was really obvious to me when it showed up that I was like, it the album lacked because it showed up so late. Mm. So that would that's just one thing that I noticed. And I, but you know that's I guess just subjective. So now that's an interesting note. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I mean, you know, it's a seventeen-track record, and it's just bros, hundred percent, yeah. You know, until track twelve, and there's a lot of space for hooks or or verses or whatever, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and there's so many collaborators on it, so mm, that it just it just showed up, yeah, a mm. little bit. So that was that was my only critique. But apart from that, I, you know, fuck. Yeah, I, I think I'd have more critique actually. To be All honest. right, please, please. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look. I would say straight up that I don't think I've listened to an album on this podcast where I've swung between like really loving it and really hating it. As much <laughs> as this one. Yeah. This one, within like 45 minutes. So yeah, we talked about the 90 minutes. That so was just, it was funny. Um, so like, I can't remember the names of the tracks, but like track one, love that intro. Same. Track two, Trap Haps and Beats, hated it. Yeah, but that's just your that, thing. That's, that's my thing. Like, that is my thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Track three, Boom Bap, halfway through, loved it. Mm. Great melody, bass line, awesome. Track five, Trap Hats and Auto-Tune, hated it. <laughs> track six, Shoot My Shot, we've talked about. I was a bit in between. It had that strong hook, but then it had the Trap Hats, and I'm like, meh. Track seven, loved it. The, the Jake Electronica, <laughs> MF Doom collab. Um, and then we had that song that we play in the intro, the the Jordan. Which one is that? Is that Jelly? 1995, yeah. 1995. No, 95, yeah, yeah. There we go. Mm. It's the theme of tonight. <laughs> you <laughs> were born. <laughs> what? So there we That's go. Insane. The Holy Trilogy, we've just had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I found it really interesting that there's a lot of these songs without beats or at least a large part of the tracks mm. didn't have beats. And so, like, what do we have when we have an album without beats, a hip-hop album without beats, and you have to fill it with something? And in this case, like, he filled it with really interesting harmonies, mm. Um, mm. keys, mm-hmm. just interesting melodies, and mm. I thought that was awesome. I really love that. Same. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like he was pushing himself and, like, not being lazy, which when we got to the songs with Trap Hats and Auto-Tune, you know, like, that's lazy. Like, I, mm. like, I just, I'm like, there was a real juxtaposition between songs, and that, that's not a bad thing because, yeah, you need to have you know, diversity on albums and different stuff. But it just felt so disparate, like disparate, sorry, disparate. Mm. disparate the, the way that they did that. Um, I really like Puerto Rico, loved it. I like the T-Pain collab, said 995. Mm-hmm. I really like Peloton. I would have preferred a better beat at the back end of I that track as well. I love the track Peloton. I, but, but I did like how they changed it up, like tempo-wise halfway through. But I just like, oh, there's a better beat in this. But... Um, the lyrics were killer on yeah, Peloton. Yeah, I really, really like that one. So, 
like listening to the album a few times, I guess the words I think I want to use is somewhere between confused, loved it, and then I I wondered if it was like a little bit half cooked sometimes. Mm. Um, I loved the lack of beats, but after a while it became like, where's the beats? And maybe it needs more beats. Like, so, yeah, I think confused is the word. Like, I, there's, yeah, there's lots of stuff I loved and then some stuff I didn't love about it. So, mm. um, I think I loved what, when, it, when it didn't have beats. I did, I, I did as well. I did as well. I'm not saying I didn't love that, but, like, there was a lot that's followed a similar path where he's it, to have three quarters of the tracks of the record that would like it didn't go and now he's like a, like a moment of no beats it went like two or three tracks yeah in a row. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it did it did feel a little bit formulaic that it was like two-thirds of the track were like down like this then you put a beat in in the last yeah. third and mm. so i'm not saying it's a bad thing like i liked what it was but it just felt a, a bit uneven at times for me like yeah. it didn't flow properly and the other thing i thought was is there a real banger on this album? And I'm not sure that there was. Like, there was nothing that sort of centred it for me. Mm. I thought there were great songs, but was there something, like, Shoot My Shot wasn't it for me. Um, and then I was, in my head, I'm sort of searching for that, you know. Hey, that, Auntie was pretty fun. I'm yeah. searching for that track, though, that's like, it's going to centre the whole album. Like, it encapsulates everything the album's trying to say in that Yeah, one but, and then no, everything leads up to it and then flows off it. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. sort what of thing. The, what, what was the poem so, one that about growing up? Was it Auntie's? Um, was it Hey, Auntie? No, it wasn't. It was It was one of those um, non-beat songs. I feel where, like, oh, where he's talking about About what his mum like. and, like, and his stepdad and... Oh. Um, I don't remember what the name was. I'll have to look it up. Um, but I feel like that, that was, was that was the. That I feel like was, that was nineteen ninety five. That was nineteen ninety five. Was it? He was talking about how he had never seen his um, step step. So no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. the track. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool track. That's, that that's the one. That yeah, I don't think it is. But like it, it <laughs> I, I disagree. For me, okay. that I, I, I like. I feel like it's too late to bring a track together at that point. Yeah, like track bring it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got to be like three to five. Yeah, really. like, like five. Um, so I'm not being negative on this album. I just think there's a better album in in him, mm. um, and he's on his way to something good, possibly. I I, I think that's a fair critique. Yeah. Um. And I, re- as I said before, I really like the fact that he's really fiercely independent and he hasn't signed and he's kept creative control and mm, mm. control of his works. And that speaks a lot to obviously his integrity and what he wants to be as an artist. So, totally. yes, I I apologise. Like, I just didn't fully... There is no need to get Jared. With that. Yeah. No no, need. I'm not really apologising. <laughs> he never apologises. It's the first time ever, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because I, know, like, I, I see what you guys are feeling, but I just... Felt like I needed to be a bit critical, like because like if you, if you want to really love something, you're like okay, what, where is yeah. it? Like what? The way we framed it, this would be going straight into album of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't like no. Well, hold on, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not like a Coldplay zero, of course, but <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I'm fucking parking. I'm parking like right next to the the Orange Grove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm right up in it. I might not. I'm not. I'm not like, I, like I haven't gone into the Orange Grove because yeah, I don't want to ruin the oranges. No, there's no particular <laughs> sunrise, but I'm going nine nine out of ten for this. Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah, big mm. big album. Mm, mm. Yeah, appropriate. Yeah. yeah.
we cut up. Um, I, I wanted to bang out. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. It's somewhere between six and a half and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, I'll, I'll, I'll go with six and a half for the next seven. Uh, that would give me really just seven. Just seven. Mm. What did you give? What did you give Coldplay? Just out of interest. <laughs> Are you saying the Cold, this the Coldplay record is better than this record? Okay, just just that's true. Don't don't make him do that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Just looking mm-hmm. back through the, uh, go ahead. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I will just quickly defend you. Was you gave Coldplay a seven point five, mm. so you yeah you haven't knocked it out of the park. And you've given it a much higher score than the James Blake record. Yeah. yeah. The anyways. most recent one. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we won't go there. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, Schooners, because you're right on the border. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just a bit nerve. Fair. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Let's, hear nice from you. Let's hear from you, Jerry. Um, I think, yeah, this is one of my favorite releases of this year, uh, honestly. And I've gone back to it uh, um, um, many, many times. But I think... Um, there are some certain like things about this album that I do not like, and I would be remiss not to say them right okay, now. Okay, let's hear it. About it. Like, I feel like when you talked about um, the paradoxes that, with, that are within his music, um, kind of that's where it, I, I feel my gripe there. When he's talking about these things and he's being really self-inflective about certain issues with um, relationships and women and stuff like yeah. that, a, a certain level of that introspection it, it makes doesn't make sense to me to have the bangers and the gratuitousness of the other songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, good point. Good point. There isn't any interplay with what he feels like he's he knows and has learnt through hard knocks, and how he's still addressing. So he kind of moves between those different kind of understandings. Mm, mm, yeah interesting that's that's definitely what i'll say about it that yeah, that yeah, said yeah, yeah, i yeah. do understand that 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 whole duplicity and uh and paradox uh is a part of his music and i love the album so i'm gonna give it an 8.5 8.5 yeah i was gonna say eight but i was like that's wrong i'm gonna have to I just give me 0.5 more and i I'm, i feel comfortable with that before we just go on and so we don't have to do the post um it wasn't graduation day it was uh the album that I was referring to. It was Late Registration? No, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was like before graduation day. Late Registration? It might have been Late mm. Registration. But yeah, anyways. Thank you, Waza. Um, so look, we've got a, a 9, an 8.5, Solid. Solid. It's a solid score. On the Kahuna Golf Course Campervan rating scale.
the third album of the week is by American percussionist, composer, and visual artist uh, Ellie Kessler, and the album is called Icons. So Ellie Kessler, and they might they might be also called Eli Kessler, but uh, I think they're called Ellie Kessler. They're based in New York City. He's known for his complex and intricate style of drumming, as well as creating sound installations involving piano wire and other mechanisms to accompany his live performances. His shows have involved visual elements such as Kessler's drawings, diagrams, screen prints, and writings. In 2012, Pitchfork wrote that Kessler deserves more recent attention for his large-scale sound art installations, which not only force musical ideas to interact with an acoustic environment, but in turn for flesh and bone musicians to interact with both of them. Uh, Kessler's also toured and collaborated with artists such as Tony Conrad, Yandek, Lauren O'Connor, Iceland Symphony Orchestra, and One Tricks Point Never, and has n- has released several solo albums since 2008. The most recent, uh, well, prior to this one, was Alps. It was a collabor- collaboration with guitarist Oren Ambachi. In 2012, uh, Kessler debuted his sound installation project, where he mounted wires up to 800 feet long um, off the Manhattan Bridge. Sounds like bit like an arts grant bit of an arts grant kind of a guy Um, he's had exhibitions of his visual work installations and performances at museums (coughs) galleries such as the Victorian and Albert Museum the Kitchen South London Gallery Luma Foundation Tektronics Festival and uh, the in Reykjavik and the Central Museum in Utrecht and Boston Centre for the Arts he and David Grubbs recently debuted a piece at MIT List Centre you should have added uh, Berlin oh, to that. Yeah, I you know. you could have ticked up all the boxes. <laughs> of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, know? you definitely get that vibe. Um, so I guess we put this in the art music world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, as you cynically mentioned, Waza. It's <laughs> like, like punters are not punters are not buying tickets in mass to see his work uh, with 800 feet long piano strings off the Manhattan Bridge. But I can guarantee you city councils are paying for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 just need a mile yeah okay i'll do 800 so look um i listened to this in my little ford fiesta and i'll be honest like i don't know this has is an incredibly well-made record it sounds mm unbelievable sounds very nice listening to it in my ford fiesta i was like this sounds like like my ford fiesta was rumbling it would didn't need the subs because there was so much awesome low end mm. i did feel like you know do you remember when you watched Zoolander? um i felt like i was in mugatu's <laughs> living room <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah there was something so like like art scene high culture to this 100 percent, 100 percent. like <laughs> i was just expecting someone to come up to me with like a cocktail that i've never tried before and in a triangle <laughs> and me going oh what's this and they'll, they'll say something like yeah this is a central american uh this is uh you know this is from the you know yeah 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 <laughs> this is uh from the northern parts of ecuador um, you know, like there was something so high art about this that yeah. I can imagine like heaps of rich people would love this record. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if like it's entirely accessible to just 
the Ellie Kessler. Yeah, perhaps because of my new salary job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we listen to Ellie Kessler. So, look, I can see this 100% being like, you know, I can see this being a thing that would like be at, you know, I'm sure like there'll be a festival, like an arts festival in, in Melbourne at some point that like profiles this work and a whole mm. bunch of, you know, far more intelligent people than the three of us will be going along and uh, and, and checking it out. I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll throw over to, uh, maybe I'll go to you, Jerry. What what your thoughts? Um, I actually loved this album Amazing. In, in, in a big way. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot um, uh, more room for you to, uh, like for your mind to wander in instrumental music, obviously. Um, and I, I love listening to this stuff because yeah, I'm like into film scoring and stuff. So mm. I, I like to um, listen to experimental stuff, things that, that lend to, um, yeah, the, the mind going into weird and wonderful places. I love like, experimental music from like the LA beat scene like mm-hmm. obviously like Flying Lotus and yeah, Daedalus yeah. and things like that and um, I heard a bunch of uh, elements in this stuff like you know field recordings and jazz and bebop influences and yeah. um, a lot of like uh, ethnic um, obscure instruments that were just kind of kind of like just never really taken center stage it was kind of flitting in and out and I really liked that mm-hmm. um, it was definitely like a g- I heard a gamelan orchestra yeah. early on, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I, when I listen to stuff like that, I obviously like look at the the cover art a little bit more thoughtfully and then read the names and try and figure out what the fuck is going on. It's interesting you say that because I I had this moment where I don't know if you do this, but I definitely do this. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he actually got some gamelan players and recorded them, or or did he have a sample pack? And then I'm yeah. like. I want that sample pack. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like this, because it sounded so great. Like mm. it didn't sound like cheap ass, like native instruments, fucking MIDI keyboard samples. Exactly. I'll it tell you what it was. Oh, really? Not yeah. I think I'll leave it. Oh, look, I think um, I've bought a few plugins from this Swedish group called Clevgrand. Mm. I don't know if you've used that before, no. but they've got this yeah, percussion plugin this called in, yeah. Shaka. I'll show you afterwards. Um, they've got this percussion plugin called Sh- Shaker, um, and it sounded exactly like that. All that percussion work sounded and that squelchy. It sounded exactly like this plugin, um, well, which and it's go. beautiful. Share, like, plugin. Must, right. and they're, uh, they're having yeah, a Black yeah. Friday sale next week. All right, get and on you it. can get it for like twenty five bucks. Another Done. unofficial sponsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> official, yeah, official, that's, that's official, official sponsor. <laughs> The, the Club Grand stuff is absolutely killer. Okay, yep. thank you for the hot tip, was. Yep. All right, back to you, Jerry. Yeah. So yeah. So sorry to interrupt. Um. Yeah, I just loved it. I liked. I. I just. Um. I liked how the songs flowed and stuff. And obviously, with instrumental music, you don't. You kind of just uh, tune out when a, a song. Not tune out, but let the song do its thing when it goes a bit long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, my partner and I were, were listening to that on the tail end of our journey back to Melbourne from um from the, the Great Ocean Road or from the Anglesey um, part yep. of uh, out of Melbourne. And you, and what, contemplated driving off the road at some stage? Uh, I, like, I, I contemplated, um, yeah, just like... It is pretty dark. Driving into the ocean. <laughs> yes, and, right. 
just, making an artistic statement. <laughs> just, just letting things go. This is high art. I'm just driving onto the beach in my two-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. someone drive filming straight this. onto the, uh, the I call this, golf course. I call this car an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you find it dark? Did you find it uplifting? What it was, was very emotion? dark, actually. Yeah, there was um, there was a lot of brooding bits. Like, um, as you were saying, like I felt a high, high artness of this thing. So when I heard like dissonance or or, or clashing notes, I was I, instead of being like ugh, I was like, mm. oh yeah, I get that. Well, you know, I mean, I think these kinds of records, the artists would talk more about it as their as their musical practice as mm. opposed to their musical works. Yep, you know, yep, it's a yep. thing when you get into the high art world, you call your music your practice. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 A study. Study, a practice, a practice. Yeah, okay. The the, uh, the grant body in New York City would have gotten down <laughs> with that. Cool. I've got a question for you, Jerry, given that you've just kind of come through from like um, a bit of a film, kind of you've been deep in that. Mm. Like, did anything come up for you? Like, I know for me, questions came up of like, how did he write these songs? Like, mm. were they were they soundscapes first, or were they chords first? Did you did you have those question marks? I always think about that. I always think about that. For, I'm like I'm like, all right, what's the what's the BPM here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah was it to click? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. I always think about that shit. Yeah, and I definitely thought about that. I was like, what? How? Where was the impetus of this song like, right like know. what what was the inspiration moment yeah, exactly like because it could have just been like a one uh shake of a goat's toes yep. something something yeah and you know what i mean like yep. i don't i can't explain it but i love i love when you don't you can't tell yeah yeah i like um i like experimental music that you don't really know where it stemmed from yeah i reckon that was really sick mm. um yeah, it was like it was super brooding. Like uh, New York makes sense to me now that you said that he, co- he comes from New York. I yeah. feel like um, a lot of it uh, reminds me, not in not in the, how it sounds, but um, just in the, the instruments you, that we use, like a lot of the brushy, brassy mm. um, hi hats and stuff. Yeah. Like made me think of Prohibition era New York. Like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, okay. yeah. You know mm. when when things were still a bit rough and tumble. It's definitely uh, like it's got it's definitely an urban image. It's mm. not a. It's not a great ocean road image, for no. example. I that's my feeling. Like even with the gamelans and the ex, you know more sort of non-Western instru- instruments, it feels like it's. Oh, it's don't be it's, so linear. Arik. It's made in a city. <laughs> yeah. I think it's. Very I agree. It's, it's very gritty like yeah, no, that. Though. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. What did you reckon? Yeah, what you reckon? Uh, yeah. Like it's it's such a hard one to review. Um, like we all know how much you love your neoclassical. <laughs> abstract soundscape <laughs> albums um and that's not to say i don't like them as well yeah but just the fact that like any kind of review that goes in depth into something like this is is very difficult i find i mean mm. talking in broad brush strokes aren't you um yeah like i mean like you like it sounded like the soundtrack of some sort of modern art installation mm. or yeah or maybe like an abstract theatre piece. Yeah. Maybe. yeah, true. Or maybe some cool New York interpretive dance sort of thing to, to a show that we would just never understand, people like we'd us. No, we'd, we'd never <laughs> been invited to. We, yeah, yeah. We would not be expected to understand it, That's so we right. would not be invited. You were yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And we don't drink our triangles. <laughs> no. Um, so, like, the songs, I, I mean, I just had a look at the song. Like, without a doubt, the most accessible piece on the album was accident which we we led with and it had that sort of real 
early 90s post-trip-hop UK vibe. Which but I, also like Critter and Dorfmaster kind of vibe. Yeah, you, we both love that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, and I guess that, like, as, as we go through his bio, that's probably live drums, which is pretty fucking cool. Well, yeah. he's a drummer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the type of questions you have to ask yourself about this type of music as an album is, does it, does it have flow? Like, can you put it on and listen to it intently? Because quite often, you know, as we said, these albums could be quite depressing, like yeah. and even jarring. Yeah. Um, but after a couple of listens, I would have to say that I found this album quite easy to listen to. Like, as we said, it sounded beautiful. Mm. Um, and probably it's hard for me to say much more than that. Um, like, you know, there's an album of sort of quiet introspection, like something I find that you'd put on sort of late at night when you're looking to wind down. Like, mm. you know, maybe it's something – like, I mean, you wouldn't – okay, like I, I put it on on Friday night while people were over for drinks at my house because mm-hmm. I actually quite quite like to give it the uh, background music test mm-hmm. like to see how it goes. And well, I didn't It's definitely know, a, a bit of a Friday drinks at, at, at home vibe. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. – you know, like when you're you tune in and out of music when you're at a party or there's people things going on around you, and if you, you know, if you're liking it, like sometimes it just makes it lifts the vibe of yeah. of a thing. Like this was not one of those albums. I yeah, thought. Yeah. What lift. did it do? What What did it do to the vibe? In my well, I don't think it did much to the vibe, but for me, I'm like going in my head. I'm like, going, what the fuck is this? Like, have <laughs> I got this on repeat? Like, what's happening? Like, I could yeah. not actually. Like, obviously. It wasn't high art enough, my party. Like, obviously... You didn't, you didn't find yourself swanning around with some triangular <laughs> glasses going, try this try this cocktail that I, the recipe came yeah. from a shaman. Like, maybe if we were drinking some sort of golf course orange sort of, you know, you know, some sort of beautiful were cocktail. Were you listening to it at a... At a cocktail party in Kahuna? No, 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 no. This is at this my is, house okay, in okay. suburban Oakley on Friday night, which <laughs> is maybe not that high was art. maybe that was the the missing special sauce. <laughs> maybe, maybe if like we were drinking wine quietly and maybe discussing like Jean Paul Sartre yes. theories, or maybe like new theories in philosophy, maybe or looking at some photography books, <laughs> maybe maybe some modern architecture. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe it would have worked then. Yeah. Um, look. It feels like an album like you'd, you'd play when you were gazing at stars. Yeah. Outside or contemplating multiverse theory, you know. It's very, <laughs> it, yeah. like, it's it's at a level that I wouldn't have those discussions on. I could I could talk about it and maybe sound like I could. Yeah. Maybe for a couple of minutes till someone called me out on it and they're like, I oh, don't believe in young going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't hate it, Eric. Okay, and good. to be honest, that's pretty high praise for me with an album like this. So right. I... It sounded beautiful. I, I, it was a nice listen through, mm. and that's about. I think I've spoken for about five minutes longer than I thought I could about this. Album. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> we've we've discussed, you know, just obviously a very sophisticated album, very high art. So what better way to score it than to take it to the, <laughs> to the golf course camper van rating scale? Um, so I might let's start. do that. Let's do that. <laughs> I might start. I reckon. Uh, look, you know, I'm. I'm. This came up in, like in my Discover Weekly Spotify mm. thing, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." And I went and listened, and I was like, "I listened in one more track before recommending it to the pod," and and I think that's probably the like. I don't know. I think I think there's better stuff out there that does this feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess I put this in the electronic ambient. 
except it doesn't it didn't have the repetitiveness that I look for in this kind of hypnotic music. Mm. It was kind of just a bit too <laughs> yeah. Just a not bit too clear. abstract. It, for it you. actually like yeah. whilst it kind of pretends like it's kind of a bit low key, it's actually not low key. Like compare that to the Ferris Sanders floating points record or whatever. Like I couldn't lock into like a motif. I mm. just felt this was a, a you know an arts project that 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 cares little it's ambient noise. Yeah, that, yeah. Ca- that that doesn't care too much for a listener experience. I see it, maybe it's probably going to be better paired with visual, and he's a visual artist as well. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's what was missing here. I think it's about a five for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds brilliant though. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just jump on you with the five, yep. I think. Yeah. It's yeah. Five. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, if I would have to, like, there's a picture in my mind that I'm thinking about, like, at my partner's house, uh, she's a, a textile designer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she, she listens to, like, all kinds of, weird and off-kilter music and I feel like this is like right up her wheelhouse and I'm going to gauge this on whether I'm okay to hear it in her presence as she's doing that. Okay. Um, okay. That, okay. So, so reckon, where do we land? I reckon that's... <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, all right. So she, Are she's... Are you thinking your future self? She's got a big... She's got a big loom. Like, she's like oh, an actual nice. fiber artist and she yes. just lets herself go into flow states when she's doing it. She just puts on random music and like mm-hmm. usually... Freestyles like, on the loom. Yeah. Literally, yeah. like she just l- lets herself go. So a loom's kind of like piano strings, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, thing. And like it has the nice... it has the the hammers on the on the bottom. As yeah, well. so that's a nice yep. synergy yep. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this music is very conducive to her. So I reckon if I was at home and she was doing that and she played was playing this, I would. Would you go? This is great. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> is this loom worthy? This album. I I feel like I feel like I'd give it I'd give it a a four and a half. Okay, that's okay. All right. I think there's still pretty generous scores. Yeah, I think there is a slight... I think there is a slight danger that a rogue golf ball off the first tee could come near you with a four and a half. But, hey, that's the only time we've dipped under five for this week. For this week. And that is pretty good. That is pretty good. So I guess that's a nice way to kind of wrap a... wrap wrap it. Put a a ribbon on it. (laughs) Put a ring on the the pod. Put a ring on it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll put a ribbon on it, sorry. A ribbon, I think that's no, we'll put a ribbon yeah. on it. Yeah. And look, once again, Jerry, a pleasure to have you. Um, so nice to talk music. Um, you know, I uh yeah, I think um I think I can speak for both me and Waza that like, you know, the IDK record and just, you know, the sparkling repartee and conversation that we've had today is uh, has just been amazing. Um mm. You know, but good yeah. luck with Thanks, all man. of the amazing things that you've got coming up. Can't wait to see the uh, Banksia movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and I guess you got some shows coming up. I'm assuming, yeah. Like now that we're out of lockdown, uh, I got one on the 18th of December, at awesome. the Howler with 3070 and oh, a cool. bunch of other Um, and then yeah, 31st, um, New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve on at Beyond the City. Yeah, hey, Ooh. Awesome. It's gonna be so- amazing. Well, look, man, best of luck. Keep on going. Um, spin Jerry's new 18 track record that came out only a couple months ago is uh, right? like a month and a bit ago About so a month and a bit ago it's called onto the next onto the next check on out onto the next this has been the all music podcast was thank you oh, as always so good to be back in a room with you Arik oh. thank you for everything tonight thank you for that Cameroonian barbecue that you put us onto oh no you're mm. welcome you're um, welcome and I can't wait next week because I think 
We've got to wrap up a few albums next week, and I reckon we're going to chuck in Silk Sonic's oh, album coming. in here. Oh, that's coming. It's got to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, don't we just, why don't we just tape next week's episode right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's, let's go with the flow of the 34-track record and make our next episode four and a half hours. We'll keep you all on your toes for that one. This has been the All Music News Podcast. We'll see you next time.